Da 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 da! You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We discuss movie news, movie rumors, and those ever-important movie rumblings. And then we break it on down, guys and gals, for our chosen movie of the week. Fret not, those spoiler-phobes. We will give you ample warning before we head into that spoiler territory. And make sure you stick around for the end of our show for our weekly recommends. And make sure you hop on the internet and you follow us on the Twitter and you check out our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Com. Brian Gill. I, or I like to say Dat Cam. <laughs> Dat Cam. Dat Cam. Brian Gill, this week's chosen movie, nay, film of the week, nay, wait, we don't have any of that, <laughs> is what? What is the topic of our show? Richard, Kent, I called you here today because we're going to talk our year-end review. 2014 is, yeah. is in the rearview mirror. And we are going to talk uh, our top 10 movies, our worst 10 movies, maybe throw in a few other lists. Oh, we're doing as well. 10? 10, 12. Maybe I'm going to go 26. I yeah, think, we maybe. should probably compare lists before we get sure. going here. Um, I believe I have a worst of the year, yeah. a, a bottom five. I don't yeah. know if you guys have prepped a bottom five, but hopefully you have. I've got 10. I'm doubly prepared as you are. Okay, it's, one, it's a conversation that needs to be had. Yep. This is a, this is a big deal. Uh, we're on video. We are. First of all, this now is, you know this what is we the look first like. video podcast. You can continue stalking us. <laughs> um, if you're listening to the audio version, which literally everybody probably is, right? this is our first video version, just head on to the website, um, click on, I guess, updates, and we'll have the uh, embedded YouTube link there. You yeah. can watch this as a video if you'd rather do that. Throw it up on Apple TV, Chromecast, right. uh, laptop, uh, in your private time, and, you know, and whatever you want to do with us. Uh, <laughs> so this is a special. Special uh, episode for two reasons. Number one, we're doing our year 2014 recap. We're going to break down the the highs and the lowest of lows. And it is also our two-year anniversary. Boom. It is. They said we couldn't do it. Yeah, we did it, guys. Entering year three. And it's a great year. Yeah, we have covered 2013, 14, and now 2015. And and Kent and I have been doing radio since 12 or 11. Yeah, we kind of covered 2012 on the radio. But but, uh, I say that to say, uh, since 2012, we've been talking about 2015. So we are... It, the time is among us, and the seventh sun is here. Yeah. <laughs> finally. 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 Jupiter ascending so is, many times. Jupiter ascending is right mm. around the corner. Tearing up so, Sundance. <laughs> so 2015 is is uh, is looking strong so far. Yeah, we need to hurry and get out of here because I got a Jupiter ascending screen. <laughs> I got to catch. Got to be the first to see it. 3D. Right. So we are here. Uh, usually we record in our special top secret basement studios. Right, right. right. Um, Used to be a bomb lab. Yeah. But we are here today at the at the Dallas Cowboy Studios. Kent was. We are here lucky. at Valley Ranch at the SWBC Mortgage Studios. Richard. Okay, SWBC and, Mortgage. Uh, this is this is the home to to my daily life. Uh, we do podcasts out of here every day, live stream them on the website, and so this is the studio. I, I'm sorry to all the Eagles and Redskins fans uh, for all the Cowboys. Um, Memorabilia. We're also whatnot. really fire, uh, sorry to our our Jaguar fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the one. Yeah, sorry Jaguar. Uh, <laughs> now. Uh, but yeah, this is a Huge special fan. show. Um, this is the end of the year. This is what we've all been waiting for. I I personally wait for this episode every single year. This yeah. is my my most anticipated episode of the year. We get to talk the worst and the best of the year uh, in one fail swoop here. So I'm excited to get going. Uh, where should we begin? 
guys. We, we're not going to do movie news, rumors, rumblings today. Right. Uh, there is some we could talk about, but we, we'll, delay, we'll delay that for next week, as well as uh, American Treasures. We'll bring that to the table next week yeah. as well. But um, we're going to get straight into the, the best and worst of 2014 here. Uh, I think we should start out with the worst of the year. But before we do that, guys, let's just go around and give some general thoughts on the year. Sure. The year has come and gone. We've literally seen every movie uh, that has come out in the past year. Yes. Uh, I, it's safe to say, uh, except some of the really bad ones. And we'll right. talk about those when we talk about the worst uh, of the year. But um, it's safe to say we've seen just about everything there that has come and gone uh, this year. So I just realized there is now a historical record. Yeah video record of me drinking Mountain Dew, which I don't think <laughs> I don't think I'm okay with. Well when you have all Pepsi products to choose from it is and you don't pick Mountain Dew with a Call of Duty logo on it. Yeah. I should, I should so really I'm supporting our truth. Two things go hand yeah, in hand. Really. Uh, do the do. But yeah, so I think we should start out with the worst of the year here. And but but we should give some general thoughts on sure. the year. Brian, we'll start with you. Uh how did you feel about this year as a whole, movie wise? This was an interesting year because as Richard said, we were all prime to look forward to 2015 i think so 2014 kind of got and 2013 was a great year so i think 2014 was kind of like the odd man out a little bit um i don't think it was a very good year for mainstream movies uh for blockbusters and that sort of thing although we'll i'm sure we'll discuss a few of them here when we get into our best and worst of list but um it was a great year for independent film and for smaller movies uh that just doesn't usually translate to Necessarily to like what we do, or uh, like when we're like talking to our friends and stuff like that. If you got to see this movie, you know, I had a couple mm-hmm. friends tell me they didn't like Boyhood at all. Yeah, what? and but but and I, I that was my reaction. Well, yeah, that was my reaction. <laughs> but at the same time, that's not a movie that it's not like Godzilla. You know, it's not like a yeah, movie that sure. you could say, hey, every single person can find a way to enjoy this movie. And there just weren't a whole lot of those movies uh, this year. So that said. There's a lot of really good stuff out there, and when I did my top ten list for uh, for my blog, and then as we'll talk tonight, I think I had 18 or 19 movies that I kind of wrestled with and tried to figure out where yeah. they would go and all that. So I think that's the mark of a of a healthy movie year for me. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. Yeah, it. I agree with you, but I'll let Richard uh, give his thoughts on the year first. Yeah, it was a year I didn't much look forward to. I think the summer did suffer. I think. We consistently had a movie of a week, of every week for two weeks that I at least didn't mind going to see. But I feel like this summer there's going to be two or three movies a lot of weeks. And we didn't have a lot of depth. Yeah. Um, Starting and- with this weekend with Jupiter Ascending and SpongeBob <laughs> and Seventh Son. I mean, what do you do? Just I mean, what choice do you make? What's, triple feature. <laughs> what is the buzz? It's, I didn't know Sponge. I, I've never been a, uh, a, a, a SpongeBob aficionado. Yeah. But what is the buzz on that? Doesn't that seem late? If you're going to do a SpongeBob, it's a sequel. It, there was oh, okay. a SpongeBob movie thought, okay. in the heyday of SpongeBob. This there is was. just okay. kind of a hey, remember SpongeBob type of movie. Uh, don't and know, now it's don't super know CGI it's instead of yeah. yeah. That's the whole spiel. Is they're going from animated and then he comes to the real world or whatever. I I, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's been done before many times. I, I will say, but. you know, I work with kids in my day job and they are all excited about the movie. So I guess it's still. But which one do we pick this thing. weekend? Seriously, I'm saying we we need to. Do we knock do out Seven Sun, Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending? I am super stoked about Jupiter Ascending, guys. Like the the closer <laughs> yeah, it gets, yeah. the more I anticipate it because I think it's going to be the worst movie we've ever so, seen. So and fans I'm of really our excited about that. Fans of our show, I don't think anyone pays this close of attention, but someone may knows every summer I'm out of pocket for a week because I go to a cabin in Montana 
Yeah. Because I'm on the run from the government. And uh, <laughs> you're stalking David. And Letterman, I'm unable literally to record up there a lot right. of time. We can record remotely. We we have the technology. <laughs> but I uh, <laughs> but we, I, we actually use that technology almost every time. Yeah. I don't know if you knew it or not. But, but we can record uh, but uh, we, we don't. So um, so I, I and that, that week this year was slated to be Jupiter ascending, and I cannot express the joy I felt knowing I wasn't going to have to see it. <laughs> yeah. And then it got moved to fe- February, and just I couldn't get out of bed for a week. <laughs> just everything kind of lost. <laughs> couldn't so get out depressed. of bed. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So you loved last year. Uh, I liked all that last year. Yeah, I, I got distracted. I liked last year. Okay, it was okay. Out of the two years that we fully podcasted, which one is better? I thought 2013 or 14. 13 was better. I thought 13 was better. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough to say. I, I, think, I said this in a couple weeks ago, but I think there was just a ton of movies that were eights. And I don't know that there was any movie that was a ten. There's no her. So. This year. Yeah. You're, you're right. Uh, you're definitely right. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. It was a tough year for uh, for blockbusters. Yeah. And uh, – that will be evident in my list later sure. Later on. Yeah. Usually I try to put a lot of blockbusters in there. There were a couple that fought for some honorable mention, and uh, I'll talk about that as well. But definitely a bigger year for independent cinema. But, you know, as if I recall correctly, in our episode like this last year, we predicted for this year, well, it'll be a big year for, for smaller movies and not for blockbusters. Yeah, sure. All the big ones yep. are going to come out in 2015, which is right. uh, looks like looks to be the case. At this point in time. So I, I think all in all, we should say this is year is kind of what we expected. Uh, some surprises and uh, some disappointments for sure. And sure. we'll get into those yeah. right now. So I think we should kick things off, guys, with worst of the year. And uh, this is my personal favorite uh, part of this part of this podcast. We should also say we're going to pick our favorite podcast of the year. The yeah. one we enjoyed podcasting the most. So that could go either oh, way. Oh, for of us. Of us. That I, our podcast that we did. Oh, together. I was going to someone else. <laughs> I'm going to pick a Mark Marin. Uh, yeah. Episode. I was just going to no. do the, the Jeff Garland interviewing himself one. Because <laughs> that was. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so, much so laughing. Just so much painful laughing in that one. <laughs> it was just laughing back and forth. Yeah. It was just that he interviewed just himself with, with laughs. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with worst of the year, Brian. We should start with your number five. I'm okay. assuming you have five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so go with your number five. Uh, worst film of the year. Number five for me was Transformers. What was okay. the, what was it called? Age of Extinction. <laughs> um, not a good movie, guys. Just not a good movie. The did thing, you see that one? I felt I like did. for some reason you were gone for that. I did episode. see it. Uh, the the uh, I didn't see the whole thing. <laughs> sure, it's not I go crazy. Right. The good thing about Transformers: Age of Extinction. Um, is that at least it was short and got the pain over with quickly. And I respect oh, them for that. It was that. short for you because you left 35 minutes in. There yeah. Kit and oh, I there was sat more? and saw like almost three hours. It was of the longest longest movie of the year. At least oh, it felt that gosh. way in the theater. Painful, painful. It, but it was, the yeah. best part, I think, uh, was casting Mark Wahlberg to. Uh, to play a geeky nerd Texan, because mm-hmm. that's what Mark Wahlberg screams whenever I see Mark yeah, Wahlberg. I'm from Texas. Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I'm from Midland. I mean, him and Rick Moranis are basically indistinguishable. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty much the same person. Let's let's be real here. Buddy cop movie. <laughs> oh, I would pay to see that. Mm, that's totally. for sure. Yeah, it's weird when Rick Moranis is taller than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> 
Uh, and Mark Wahlberg's the one wearing the glasses. Uh, yeah. We'll we'll end up seeing how that how that goes. Now that, that's that's one we'll talk about later, okay. Brian. Sure. Uh, I have a feeling. Richard, what's your number five? Worst My number film? five is a big film, another blockbuster, and it is it's one of three sequels on my list mm. okay not a great year for sequels yep. it is a film called spider-man mm. oh mm. forgot about this one amazing spider-man amazing two. spider-man you two. don't still have yeah, uh, give it the respect and hate for raimi all these years you just no spider-man 2 I, was I, awful i like yeah. <laughs> 2002 was the worst year for film <laughs> yeah no it was weird when doc ock <laughs> just had fireworks going off in the background and he stood in that robe that was an odd choice kind of yeah. odd from a scene, but uh, no, uh, Spider. This movie, look these these comic book movies are are serious money makers for these right. studios. They pay for the studio the rest of the year, um, and this one just felt like that. It yeah. felt like something <laughs> that's like, well, we need to put a new Spider-Man out so we can yeah. finance six other movies. It was like I know it did really well overseas, but it had no buzz. Yeah, here. it didn't do well here at all. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I I think Andrew Garfield is not. A movie star. No, I don't think so either. He's definitely not the Spider-Man that I had hoped yeah. for. I don't think we've seen no. somebody play Spider-Man where... He's got a lot of Jeremy Renner in him, where I think he's a good actor, yeah. and I don't mind seeing him in certain things. It's Big not, budget hero movies yeah. is not exactly what I want to not see. Not the right role for him. And not even Emma Stone can't save this. And I really like... Uh, I just I was so confused because when they announced this series, I was excited for it. Because I really like 51st, mm-hmm. not 51st dates, 500, uh, 500 days yeah. of summer. I always do that. I really like 51st dates. <laughs> Just sidebar. <laughs> um, best Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore yeah. pairing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, well gonna, we might get to I mean, blended later yeah. on my list. Just kidding. Like, it's all blended. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, but it is, uh, and I like Mark Webb a lot. I like, think he's a talented director. And then he just made these two movies exactly. Yeah. But they, maybe worse than before. They just don't need to exist. Like, we didn't need a Spider-Man reboot, and I understand that the studio needed it. Yeah. Because of the reasons you listen, and because if they don't make a movie within a certain period of time, then they the rights it. revert. So uh, there's all that. But it's not on my bottom five, but I gave it, like, a C plus, and that's really disappointing that those movies And Spider-Man's are, a great superhero. Yes. That should be I really think easy to I do. I gave it a better opinion. grade than you would think it would be in my top five, but it's one of those that's just kind of ticked me off yeah as it's lingered with me yeah. i i think i when we did our show i you know i keep a list because i'm a huge nerd <laughs> and uh i when i changed it up you know i had it as i think i gave it a b when we did the episode yeah. and i dropped it like three times as i kept like no i don't i'm gonna go back and yeah. change that and put it put it lower and ended up like a c or a c plus or something because it just it stuck with me in all the wrong ways yeah, it was so forgettable that I completely forgot it existed mm. until you just said it mm. on your list. Yeah, it's it's not the one, not the movie that I wanted it or hoped it to be. Uh, but thankfully, I don't have to see it again. Kent, what about so, you? My number five is one we are actually all looking forward to, believe it or not, or at least to seeing it. None of us thought it would be good, uh, which is often the case. Uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 oh. makes my number five worst film of the year. It'll it'll yeah, it'll, it'll be back. Yeah. It'll be back. Yeah. Okay, we should but probably discuss, save it. You wanna, save let's it discuss it three times. How about okay. that? <laughs> let's give the listeners what they want here. Okay, Dumb and Dumber 2. Oh. We got to give the people. Got to give the people. What are we going to give them, Brian? Give them what they want. Okay, a little another podcast shout out there. But we got, um, yeah, Dumb and Dumber 2 here. It, it it killed my childhood. I mean, it actively <laughs> destroyed my childhood. What was left of it after yeah. Transformers after was after completely destroyed. Yeah. Or after Ninja Turtles. I mean, we'll just, this year, 
this year, yeah. it's its goal blockbuster wise was to destroy Just everything I used to yeah. love as a kid. Inflict and I'm, I have a feeling Jurassic World might do some of that yeah. uh, this year. I'm a little nervous yeah. about that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's can't be worse than the test footage. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> volunteering to speak soon on that one. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna hold my opinion. But Dumb and Number Two literally made me so angry. I just it was nothing like the original, yeah. tone wise. It was reeked of desperation. It wasn't funny and it should have never happened. No. It, it it seriously did ruin the reputation of the original in in a way, in my opinion. It so we'll me. talk about it yeah. a little bit a little bit later here. But that ranked in a number five on my list. What's your number four, Brian? Uh, my number four is a movie that I don't think either of you guys saw, and I demand that you do so that we can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it is called The Legend of Hercules. Oh. Not to be confused with Hercules with Dwayne The Rock yeah. Johnson, which was also not good. Um, but The Legend of Hercules starring our favorite Lutz, Kellen Lutz. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Y'all, y'all defended the Dwayne The Rock Johnson Hercules. I do. I wish we talk trash about. about <laughs> I, uh, I liked it. That was name? fun. Uh, the rat. I man. didn't. I didn't see the Legend of Hercules. I didn't see marshmallows. There were, there were, I, this should be said before we finish our worst of the year. Yeah. There were some movies that we just wouldn't see. Oh, or didn't totally. See. Yeah. So this this is the yeah. worst of the movies that we saw and yeah. or podcasted. Yeah. Uh, most of the time. So like Dracula Untold, I'm sure it would be huge. Right. I high on my worst right. of the year. I Frankenstein as well. You guys yeah. didn't see I Frankenstein. <laughs> it is on <laughs> not, Netflix now. Not yet. Oh, good. Uh, so Legend of Hercules. It is so bad that it's fun to watch. I will give it that. Like, it's one of those where I, I texted our friend Jason, who's done a couple shows with us, and I said, dude, you've got to watch this movie because I got to talk to you about it with somebody, for one, and it's just so, so bad. It looks like a movie that cost somewhere between 2 and $3 million to make, and it had an $80 million budget. So let that yeah. kind of sink in of how just terrible it is. Wow. Wow. Have you seen Pompeii? I have not seen Pompeii. Okay. But when you close your eyes... <laughs> The worst part was when they played that every other fight scene. <laughs> <laughs> just, and the walls kept tumbling down. Uh, okay. uh, but they couldn't get the rights to it, so it's yep. just like a song that sounds like it. Mm-hmm. What's your number four, Richard? My number four is a, a movie. I, Brian was not pr- was not lucky enough to podcast this one, oh. but Kent and I were. A movie uh, that we can talk about. There's some news on this movie today, at least people affiliated with it. Okay. A movie I was... Yeah. Kind of excited sure. for, not like pumped, pumped, but like this will be a fun hour and a half in the theater. Right. And it's a movie called A Million Ways to Die in mm. the West. That made my top ten. Yep. It's, uh, top ten of the year? No. <laughs> Bottom ten. <excuse laughs> Bottom me. ten. It's a movie that <laughs> is. Let the record show. <laughs> astoundingly not funny, f- yeah. especially given the town involved. Mm-hmm. Whether you like Seth MacFarlane or not is fine. There's so many talented actors in it. And you have people that are really inventive. Charlie Theron and Liam Neeson. Yeah, and Neil Patrick Harris and, and Sarah Silverman yeah. Yeah. and uh, Giovanni Rubisci. Yeah, like people that are good. And at least you would think, hey, this script is terrible. Let's improv a few jokes here. Right. I don't know if McFarlane was just maniacal on it. I don't think he would be. He doesn't seem like he would be. But it is abysmally I just bad. think that it was like all of the what could be funny moments were directed straight to him, and he just kind of yeah. laid flat on it and didn't really, I don't know, it it totally fell flat on Absolutely. every every level. And yet another one that we will be discussing a little bit later <laughs> gotcha. uh, in this discussion. So I will move on and go to my number four, fellas. And it's one I have a feeling, if if I'm correct in my assumptions here, uh, I try to guess what you guys will do, but sometimes uh, you, you come through uh, out of nowhere with some of your 
uh, worst of the film, worst of the year films. I'm going to go with Draft Day. Oh, man. It's a movie that we uh, saw together, did we not? We didn't see it together. Did we not? Okay, I feel like we did. But I feel like I, we've seen I am currently together. erasing one of my bottom five to put... Draft day. Draft it day. wasn't oh, on your bottom. Boy, I yeah. forgot it existed. Yeah, exactly. See a Sin City two. <laughs> Honorable mention Sin City two. I don't know why I saw that, but I did. <laughs> Probably a plane or something. Yeah. No. Draft day. What if you were just watching? They just yeah. like, and today's an <laughs> today's an fight entertainment will be Sin City two. Yeah, that's offensively bad. We're sitting here in an NFL front office, uh-huh. yeah. and draft day was just the exact opposite of what you would. Hope or we expect should, a movie. About we should host a screening here <laughs> and do a live. Yeah. I'm not Jerry putting my Steven name on it our, anywhere. Uh, we should do a a you know mystery science theater. That's what I'm saying. With us comment commentating over it, riffing over it. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Jerry, but, you want to guess? <laughs> awful movie, and one of my favorite podcasts of the year that yes. we did for sure. So go back and listen to that one. It was it was very memorable. It it's not my favorite of the year, but it's one of them. So it's it's one that I had to mention in my bottom five, and I'm glad I did because it sounds like oh. Richard was not on top of things. It'll show. It'll up. show up, <laughs> Brian. Okay, good. You didn't let me down. Trust Brian, me, it'll show up. What's your next one on the list? Uh, I want to, you know, maybe watch it with Josh Gordon. <laughs> tip a couple back. Talk about the Browns. Sounds like a good time. Oh man, <sighs> just he actually thinks that was a documentary. It may be. I mean, <laughs> in his. Hey, they did get their quarterback late in the round. <laughs> they did. Uh, Sonny worked his magic. <laughs> Sonny Weaver. Got Hold on, guys. If you don't mind holding on real quick, I got to go bury my dad's ashes, but I'll be right. <laughs> <laughs> my mom just showed up. She's really angry. Um, right now? Yes, yeah. right now. Yes. My number three has been mentioned already uh, is Dumb and Dumber 2. And Let's talk about it again. Just what How, you how did it? it not rank higher? I thought for sure it would be your number <laughs> oh, one on well. your worst. Just, just wait. Okay. Just wait. One of my top two, you, I don't think you guys saw, so that'll be exciting. Oh, okay. um, no, yeah. we saw Boyhood. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Dumb and Dumber Two. You, you said it, Ken. It's, it's depressing. It's desperate. It feels. You said it didn't feel anything like the, the first one, and I almost feel like it felt too much like the first one. Like they were just all they were trying to do is just get that way, same magic, yeah. and it, it's not the same thing. It looks it's a too different good, time. Though. You can't, can't do that anymore. Uh, it was. So bad. I, I laughed one time in the whole movie, and I cried a lot just out of, why, Jim? Why? <laughs> and here, here's something that I notice, which means if I notice it, it's really bad because I don't have an eye for this. Like I think I think both of you probably um, have a better eye for this than me. It looked bad. Like It, it looked like yeah. a digital short like someone yeah. would make. Like well, it, it, The production design and, and camera choices I, and stuff were too... To, uh, I thought one of the the oddest things, like the entire the entire third act of the movie, and I, first, third, second, and third act of that kind of movie, but uh, <laughs> the entire at least the the back third of the movie takes place at like a medical convention, but it's clearly like Gosh, a gaming convention of some sort. Like if you you might need to rewatch okay. it. In oh, the background, no. every backdrop, there's posters everywhere for, like, video games, and everyone in the scenes, all the extras are wearing, like, Kevin Smith hockey jerseys <laughs> and weird stuff. So clearly they just went to some whatever, some convention to film their background scenes and didn't do any kind of work to try to cover up where they're at. And that drove me nuts watching the movie. It was just wow. like, this is so lazy. And that, I think, is kind of sums up the whole movie. It- there was nothing good about it. No. no. Nothing in hindsight good about Dumb and Dumber 2. 
And the 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 worst part about it is that it, it exists. <laughs> like it should never have. It, it should have been a thought. It should have been for thirty. It's been twenty no, it years. Has to exist. It has to exist. It should have been for forty years. We're still still talking about what if they made a dump. It oh, could money, it have though. been good? Could it? it oh. Brian and I talked about money. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was it was just e- it was easy, easy picking. You're right. You're right. It's true. Just sitting there. I, it, it won't exist though. I don't think. I think it's bad enough to where, like Dumb and Dumber or before it. I think I don't think it hurts the canon. I don't think you'll feel a responsibility to throw, show your kids Dumb and Dumber two. That's true. After no, showing I'm not Dumb and Dumber one, I'm not going to tell them it exists. <laughs> and it's that's where it ends, kids. Yeah, I look forward to being Jim like Carrey died the next day. Fifty <laughs> never filmed another. It's like one. the Star Wars prequels; they will never exist in my house <laughs> at any time. Uh, they don't exist. Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> Just put your headset down and please leave, sir. Uh, my number three was A Million Ways to Die in the West. And uh, we've already talked about it at, at nauseum on this podcast. We did an, over an hour on it, Richard and I, I believe. So it doesn't deserve any of the time that we've devoted to it. So we shouldn't talk about it just anymore, really. Just not, not funny. funny. Should have just Offensi- been a, a it's, it's offensively bad in the, in the fact that every joke is – is bad in bad taste. There's not one and not joke. funny and not funny. Yeah, yeah. And if it was in bad taste, and if we're, we're okay going to go the crude it, humor route, at least make yeah, it funny. It's, be it's funny. just not right. gross out humor. The entire movie yeah. is gross and out humor. And there's maybe three gags in it that are like if you sca- if you do a one to ten scale of humor that are like six and a half sevens, like a mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And all those are in the trailer. Mm, yes, sure. that's that's for sure. It does suffer from that. So Can we get Richard's third. I can't. Oh, uh, you can get my fourth. Uh, it's it's fine. It's uh, it's no. I did a million ways to die was my number four. My number three was draft day. So okay. we've already talked about that, and we'll talk about it again. Okay. Go okay. Ahead. So go he ahead, trades. Okay, go <laughs> Let's go through it trade by trade. I've got them here. <laughs> You've done an actual fantasy yeah. league devoted to draft <laughs> day to see it's, if it's authentic or not. That's that's dedication mm. to this to this craft we've called yeah mad about movies, but. Wow, you can buy on Amazon a post-it note. Nope. Wow, it is. Okay. <laughs> okay, this exists, and I will show the cameras because we have this. Um, <laughs> you guys have no idea what I'm about to show you. On Amazon, and I'm not going to tell you guys the price. I'm going to show the viewer here. If you're watching on our website, check this out right there. Okay. I do see something green. What is that? You can buy a post-it note that says Vontae Mac, no matter what. <laughs> Actual prop from the set. Oh, <laughs> on Amazon. They're on Amazon, props on wow. Amazon now. Okay. Yeah, it's like uh, you know, you buy it through another buyer like eBay. What is the price of this item? Asking price cor- right now. <laughs> uh, well, I bid three thousand dollars and got turned down. So. Just honestly, what do you think this is worth? What is it worth? What is it going for? Two hundred bucks. Okay. Two bucks. I'll okay. say four fifty. Just to four hundred fifty. Yeah, it's two. Way to kill my bit, guys. It was two hundred and twenty-nine dollars <laughs> and ninety-nine cents. Ding that's, ding ding. That that's really sad. Well, for the call, for the old, tell him I'm offering. Some guys making two hundred bucks <laughs> off draft yeah. day. Some sucker draft day fan <laughs> out there that 
I want to know how this. How is do you get the person that? Ha- yeah. What do you get the person that already has everything? <laughs> I want to meet the person, the Browns fan that has everything. Please, please, and this e- would be really hard to replicate. <laughs> yeah, for free. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to email in if this is you. I want to meet the person that loved Draft Day. Yes. Well, went on to yeah. iTunes. Got to find a Draft Day podcast. Oh, here's one. <laughs> yeah. What it's called? Mad about? Oh, maybe they're not actually mad about movies. They just kind of <laughs> like movies a lot, so that makes them mad. Let me check this out. And then they just came out not like hating the movie. And I, I hope I hope I, that upon some. I people. have a friend who 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 liked the movie, and he used to work for the Chargers. Like he used to be yeah. in in a in an NFL front office, and he was like, "It's really good." It's and I was, it's just fun. It's I was like, "No, it's not." Like you you are the person that should be the angriest because you, you know understand. that it's ridiculous and awful. I, man, I don't know. I don't know how anyone under sixty who likes sports at all could like that movie. Also, we personally here on the podcast, if you're watching our auction off this Sonny <laughs> Weaver autographed Autograph. football. Autograph by himself. So Costner in character. Yeah, if the post-it notes were 220 or whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm going to so, move on to my – actually, Brian, go with your number two first okay. before I mention mine. My number so two, I don't, I don't think you guys ever saw it, and you're – Blessed to have uh, mm-hmm. to have missed it. My number two is uh, is Lucy, the Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, so Luke this Besson, this one uh, is controversial. Sci-fi. Yeah, people, people like, like it, yeah. and it's it's fresh, as is uh, another movie really? we've talked about many times here. I think it is, or it's it's close. Yeah, anyway, I'll get up. I think Draft Day was the one who that was fresh when we did the podcast, but has dropped below for But it's still like in the fifties, which is yeah. insane. Uh, I have very simple rules for sci-fi, and I, I love sci-fi, so it, it's hard for me to come out of a sci-fi movie thinking, man, that was terrible. But to me, you have to set up rules. 66% of the That's insane. Uh. It's insane. Uh, you have to set up rules for yourself and follow the rules. That's mm-hmm. all you have to do in a sci-fi movie. I'm totally good with suspending disbelief and, and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but this one, it's just she takes a drug. Now she can use more of her body or her brain. Excuse me. So she turns into Bradley Cooper. Yes. Yeah. It, it's limitless, but with a girl. But uh, I'm just going to spoil it because I don't care. Uh, at the end of the movie, because she now can use all of her brain or 90 percent of her brain or something, it allows her at first to like travel through sound waves and computer waves and stuff. Like she invades Morgan Freeman's TV from miles and miles away. Because she can yeah. use all of her brain. Because her. she has a big what brain. What is that? Yeah. And at the end well, of the duh. movie, I mean. she she basically turns into a digital file. She just like vanishes <laughs> and turns into much like another movie that was bad. A file that travels yes. around. Yes. yes, yes. He Johnny Depp becomes the internet. Yeah. <laughs> it's yes, exactly. <laughs> That's it's, what happens. It's limitless plus transcendence equals uh, but with worse acting, and so it's terrible. And I'm sure the dialogue's great because Besson yeah. has an ear for dialogue. Yes. <laughs> it's terrible, guys. It's terrible, this and I, I don't understand how anyone could come out and love that movie. I didn't. I didn't see it because the first line of the trailer is yes. What if you could utilize <laughs> more than ten percent of yes. your brain? Well, yes. nope. That's already that's yes, that's been disproven. You do yes. utilize a lot well, of your we brain. We all actually. do. Uh, so your entire movie is based on something that's completely yeah. untrue. So yeah, yeah, it's, didn't uh, see it. so it's terrible. Going to Made a ton of money, and we'll have a sequel. I'm sure. Do so. I get an actual physical paycheck, or do you just direct <laughs> deposit? That's what's going through his brain. I want to get the I want to get the money because I had some stolen from me by some magicians. A couple of years ago, <laughs> that's a Morgan Freeman. That's a now that was a documentary, joke, guys. Guys, yeah. now you see the joke. Yeah, the prequel to Now You See Me Too. <laughs> yes. For those of you that don't know, if you haven't, go, oh, and so many listeners have sent us this, and uh, it's funny every time. But please go online, yeah, and uh, and search 
for um, search for uh, the Now You See Me Two cast picture. Yeah, everyone's having a good time, ready to party, film this bad boy. Yeah. And if you hate Now You See Me like we do, please go and listen to our episode. We need to do like a Redux episode or we something. Need, we to need to put it back, back on the yeah, iTunes because it's it's been knocked off. It's not. Yeah, it's, it's one not, of the first. I guess in the first couple months of podcasts we did, but it's one of our most popular. Oh. People still some somehow find a way to find it, and and, and everyone agrees with us. Everyone yeah. who emails or tweets is like, yep. "I'm totally with you." Now you see me is terrible. Why didn't anybody recognize this? We, uh, like, I had an email this week. Uh, we had an email this week from a listener who I'm sorry, I forgot your name, but I was I sent him a note back and I said, "I wish every listener." Uh, I'll find that right now. Yeah, I wish every listener could have seen Ken's face upon leaving, <laughs> leaving that film. You're not wrong. It was like yeah. someone just killed his first warrant in front of him. Because I was like, to me, it was so bad that it was like, and I've told the story before, but it's just so funny every time. It was so his bad. His name is Judson Green. Hey, Judson. What's going on, my friend? The listener. Thanks for emailing. It. And other people out there, listen, email in. We love yes. hearing from you. It's madaboutmoviespodcast at gmail.com, where there's a hit the contact button on our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Yes. But uh, yeah, I walked out saying, that was so bad. I cannot wait to watch that ten more times to make fun of it. And Kent looked at me just as solemn, ghost-faced. All the blood rushing to his feet just looked ghost at me face. and just said, I never want to see that movie again. And I haven't in its entirety. I've seen Like he was George C. Scott in that movie where yeah. he has to watch his daughter do porn. Like just like just like hands. You would wrong. have to strap me to a chair uh, and, and uh Open my eyes with so that look tape. for that, listeners. We're uh, we'll get that coming. We're gonna do some yeah. sort of commentary at some point. That's we'll yes. Every conversation we has always open. ends up hardcore coming back to yeah. ends up coming back to now. You see me at some point. So <laughs> mm. awesome. I'm gonna go with my number two, which was the Monuments Men. Oh, oh forgot I know y'all forgot that. about this one, so I had to put it mm. pretty high. Awful. <laughs> And completely a huge disappointment. Believe it or not, it was on my best picture prediction yeah. list for oh, last everybody. year. Yeah, Because yeah. it was originally supposed to be a yeah. w- winter Thanksgiving mm-hmm. Christmas 2013 yeah. release. Got pushed back uh, to February, February, which was been our sign. a great sign. Yep. And That's where all movies go to live. And it's it's just a huge disappointment. One of the best casts of all mm-hmm. time and yep. uh, just awful. Yep. So bad, bad, bad. Three... American Treasures in that cast with wow. the potential because f- Damon's going to be. Yeah, absolutely. Bob Balaban, maybe. Bob Balaban's O'Malley. He's first ballad O'Malley right now. <laughs> he is. Definitely and, is. Uh, a lot of a lot of great talent, but just didn't come together. So that is that the three. first ever three American Treasure cast? I don't know. We may have to do some research. Inherent Vice could. Could jo- Joaquin and Brolin could be in there someday. Yeah, but that's American future. Treasure. I'm saying yeah. three current American Treasures. I don't know. Because Martin Short's up. a North American treasure. That How about it. listener? Give the listener that project. Yeah, we'll if you can find a yeah. film with three or more American treasures. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, we might add those films. Oh, wait, no, Mountain Men's Men would have to be one of them. Never mind. Uh, you know, Oceans will be close. They've got two, at least, because of Carl Reiner and Clooney. You're right. And then Damon is a, f- is a future. Yeah. Uh, I don't. And Andy Garcia, obviously. <laughs> The whole and make list sure is you on check out and make the sure you check is. out. Um, we have a couple spinoff podcasts of this one, uh, Garcia Cast, where we just talk <laughs> about the films of Andy Garcia. Uh, that casino business is doing well. Uh, <laughs> you ever notice how weird he says that line? Yes. Luckily, the casino business is doing well. Yeah. It's all one word. Um, but uh, yeah, Martin Smith was bad, so that's my number two. Uh, it was really bad. Let's round out the list. 
Okay. I'm going to go with uh, – mine two have already been talked about. So I'm just going to hammer out my last two. All right. Uh, my second worst film of the year is Dumb and Number Two. Mm. And my number one uh, worst film of the year is a little something we call Transformers 4. Mm. Oh, okay. All 45 minutes of it were just terrible. Actually, my number one is Age of Extinction as well. Nice. All right. And my number one's horrible. Draft Day. So, oh. okay. Uh, not, and it's not even close to me. I could sit through most of these other movies. I could not. I don't think I could sit through Draft Day. Which again. brings me to our next category, <laughs> which is favorite podcast of the year. And this brings me to my favorite. Transformers Age of Extinction, <laughs> which is my favorite podcast of the year. Go back and listen to it. Uh, we have gotten a lot of email on this podcast, tweets, people saying, I can't stop laughing. Yes. I think it was just us bashing it for at least two hours. Just It was it was glorious. Yeah. You know, we love movies on this show. Yes. Make we that love, clear. We, yes. we love great, great movies. Yeah. And we go back and listen to any of our Oscar winning movie uh, episodes or whatever. Uh, we appreciate great movies, and we can – of course, analyze those. But when a bad one comes along, we we see a great opportunity on the show to uh, take it down a notch, yeah. take it off its high and mighty Michael Bay pedestal. <laughs> and I think we did and succeeded with that Gosh, one. And so go back movie. and listen to that listener if you haven't seen the movie. See the movie first because we do make direct references to what happens in the movie. We don't want to spoil it for you. But that was my favorite podcast of the year for us. And my favorite question or quote from that that podcast was when I – uh, I asked Brian, what's it about? And it was just <laughs> dead silence. <laughs> Nobody knew what it was about after seeing it's about the giant robots. Dinobots? <laughs> of course. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. And that was Wait, there favorite. were Dinobots in it? Oh, dude, yeah. I think I really do you think missed. you missed that. Part. I did. Yeah. The only reason I stuck yeah. around is for the Dinobots, yeah. and they're, the, they're in it for yeah. five minutes. Remember the, the dinosaur scenes at the beginning that's, yeah. that's so 2001 takeoff? Yeah. Yeah. So here's and, um, better, why better. I wasn't yeah. excited for Dinobots is because I'm 28. Years old. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> have no soul, sir. <laughs> What's your favorite podcast of the, of the year? Okay, so I I am a person that um, I'm not uh, a, I I don't remember these podcasts five minutes after we're done. Sure. That doesn't mean I don't love you guys and I love talking to you and I love doing this show, but I just don't keep that in my brain. So the one we've gotten the most notes on is definitely Transformers. Uh-huh. Uh, but the one I enjoyed the most was what was the one we had Rob Fee on? X Men. X Men. Yeah. X Men was yeah. a fun one. Having was, him on was a blast. And, and had some good yep. jokes about that uh, movie that we all kind of liked too. So yeah. it was good to actually do something funny about a movie that wasn't terrible. Yeah, and Rob was a great guest. He's too. a great guest. Fun. So yeah. that we'll, we'll throw that one out there because yeah. that's a good uh, a, a good guest there. And then uh, Brian, what what would be yours? Uh, X Men was a great one. Transformers great. Draft Day was fun. I'm. I haven't listened to that one back because I just yelled the entire podcast. <laughs> I didn't want to hear my own voice just it's like screaming. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I oh. think our our top ten, our hundredth episode was. Yes, was I was about to say I, we I need really, to mention that. Yeah, yeah I, I thought my, maybe one of you guys would say it. I was going to say X Men because I figured somebody else would say the, uh, the top ten. But, but yeah, we our for our hundredth episode. We if you haven't listened to it, we we did a our own personal top 10 movies of all time. And that was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun talking about it with you guys, but it was also a ton of fun, like, because I am such a an organized dork on that sort of stuff. Like, I spent weeks 
spreadsheeting and writing out notes and all this stuff and like researching, okay, what's going to make the top 10 and all that sort of, and kind of agonizing over it. And it was fun. Like it kind of gave that, it reminded me of like why we do this and what, you know, and why I've been writing movie reviews for, for years and years and years and all that sort of stuff. And, and for the women. Fun. Yeah. For, the, for all the girls. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I enjoyed that. Was that was a very fun one to do. And it was fun to also talk about how the podcast started. Yeah. Sort of reminisce on yeah. our history together right. as friends. And as podcast and radio, we're gonna have uh, to start doing that so. like once every quarter or something. It's crazy that yeah, more listeners. Yeah, we don't do. Know our so backstory, but listen to that one if you're yeah. new to to the podcast. Go back and listen to that one. It's our hundredth episode, and uh, we kind of dove in our first ever yeah. episode. A little another quick history question was Django Unchained, and we really just kind of dove in and, and mm-hmm. did a movie episode. So if you really are new, and we've got a ton of thousands and thousands and thousands of new listeners within the last few months, start with that. 100th episode because yeah. that kind of gives that's kind of what we're Good about and all that and, all that. and yeah and we're we we are yeah, we uh, didn't really go into a lot of detail we we did but we didn't spoil any movies either so you don't have to worry about we, right and the history any of the movies really or, interesting because you just never know who you're going to meet at a strip club and it's just so cool <laughs> <laughs> i know and, and here we are yeah guys. I mean, exactly just, we're who all would have thought who would have we're all it? best friends <laughs> so let's move on guys let's hit our honorable mentions of our best films of the year. Sure. I have a few honorable So are we doing top here. five or top ten? Doing top ten of the year. Do you have top ten? I can't. Okay. Give me. Just take the bottom so I have three a few, from your I have a few honorable mentions. And insert them at the end. Yes, do that. <laughs> I have a few honorable mentions I want to mention saw 12 movies this year, guys. Before we sure. get our top ten. And I have three honorable mentions, and I'll okay. just mention them real fast. Some of these might be on your top tens, but I'm going to mention Chef. Yes. It's a movie that at summertime was in my top five or – of the year for sure. Yep. Uh, didn't end up making it there. Could have made an argument for number 10, but uh, the last few weeks of the movie season sure. sort of swayed my opinion yeah, sure. on it. But, Chef, it's a recommend. It's on Netflix now, it I just believe. Just today, started today, I think. Yeah. So go back and watch it. Really fun movie and a pleasant surprise. Probably my yep. first film of the year that I – it was better than I expected it or wanted it to be at the time. So I'll mention that for it, my own. It'll get mention. mentioned later, okay. too. I also want to mention Edge of Tomorrow. It's another one yep. that didn't make a lot of money. Mm. Uh, wasn't a lot of talk about it at the time. We had our friend Sean O'Connell from CinemaBlend.com on right. that episode to talk about it. And there was a lot of controversy as to why it wasn't performing well because it right. was a great movie. It had the biggest movie star on the planet, arguably, yep. and Tom Cruise in it. Didn't do well. People Emily still don't Blunt know why. in this incredible female role right. that, that we we whine about not having, and, and uh, she was amazing in that movie. Sure. And now it's called Live, Die, Repeat. Right. For a lot of people may have seen it in the uh, DVD market listed as that, but Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat, really fun movie. Again, another big pleasant surprise for me. It's the sci-fi Groundhog Day. It's been said a lot of times, but it's a great way to describe the film. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot to like. Very funny movie as well, as well as exciting uh, action movie-wise. So Edge of Tomorrow uh, rounds out my other honorable mention. So okay. go ahead, Brian. Uh, yeah, Edge of Tomorrow w- was right on the outside of my list as well. Um, I rewatched it right before I made my list. And 
I don't love the ending. Like the last two minutes of the movie felt yeah. a little bit like a cop out to me, and that's that's why I ended up dropping it out. But for all the reasons Kent just said, uh, it's it's an amazing movie, and I seriously would have nominated Emily Blunt for an Oscar if I had a vote. Like she was so good in that movie, uh, I, and I I love her, so I, I was glad for her. Uh, the other the other two movies I'll, I'll mention quickly. They're just outside my top ten. I, I think one of them we're probably going to get to. Uh, Whiplash was just on the outside. Oh, wow. uh, has the best scene of the entire year. Uh, th- that last twenty minutes is just amazing. I've watched it. Uh, I went back and watched it again. Went to the, went to the theater to see it again because that just to see the ending because it's so stinking good. Um, but I just don't feel like the rest of the movie was that great up to that point. I mean, it was really good, but not top 10 for me. And the last one I'll mention is, is called Skeleton Twins. I don't know if either of you guys got to see it with Hater and, uh, and Wig. Uh, but man, it's so good. It's funny. It, it's heartfelt. It's, it's sad, but in a non-depressing kind of way. It just has, it has real human emotions in it. And I think it puts Hater on display for just how, incredible that dude is and, and wig too wig was really good did you know he was hitler in that thing i had no idea until after the credits and they showed his name and i was like where was hater yeah. like, and and still rewound i was like that doesn't look like hater at all yeah I can't, can't he's him. not actually hitler we should <laughs> yeah yeah just and to be clear it's in a it's in a brian show. recommended it last week or so men yeah. seeking women it's a show yeah. on uh, fxx and uh yeah. if you want to see bill hater as a very old adolf hitler yeah Go for there it. is a there's oh. a petition online right now for <laughs> those are the days. They can make an app for that. There's a petition to get Bill Hader to play Stephen King in a biopic. Oh, and that sounded pretty yeah. interesting. It's nothing official. It's just yeah. a fan started it. That'd be cool. But I I would be totally all in. We for all that. love. But I haven't Hader. seen special. Dude, Skeleton it's Keith. it's great and it's yeah. out on DVD. I'm sure they'll be on Netflix. It's the it's a Netflix kind of movie, but. Uh, it's really, really good, and Hater is just, just amazing. Not, not a, not one you heard about. Yeah, that one in Saint Vincent. Yeah, too. Saint Vincent ones was, like when they yep. came out, sort of Oscar-y. Mm-hmm. Could these performances kind of right. sneak up on you? No, they didn't, and so yep. that's what happened. Saint Vincent was right on the outside of my my list as well. I really liked that a lot. Okay, uh, Richard, you got Richard. honorable mentions. Yeah, I've got three here. Uh, first is Skeleton Twins. Okay. Uh, second is Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Yeah. And third is X-Men Days of Future Past. Cool. All very good movies. X- Captain America was in my top ten all year until the very end yeah. and I rewatched it. And I was like, I don't like I need this to rewatch it. The, the third time that I've seen it. Uh, but uh, still very good. Yeah, X-Men was one that narrowly missed my honorable mention list. And I wanted to put it in. I watched it again and I loved it again the, the second time. I'd only seen it the one time for the podcast. And I went back and watched it and really enjoyed uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. It's Makes me real excited for Apocalypse, yeah. which they just announced. Oscar Isaac is Apocalypse uh, in the new. Yeah, in the he's new okay. Film. He's just he's going to be the biggest star. He's awesome. in the next year. He's when, such a star. Yeah, think about that. When I feel like it, we were in Star ahead Wars. Of the curve on that I'm one, just glad like, yeah. it's not Chris Pratt. Nothing. It's Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody. Give somebody I'm just else. tired of Chris yeah. Pratt getting every uh, franchise. He might be Indiana Jones. I know. That's what I'm saying. Indiana Jones, Jurassic World. Yeah. Guardians. Guardians. Yeah. Ninja. Cowboy, Lego movie, killer, yeah, whatever Johnny Karate, Johnny Karate, <laughs> Ninja Cowboy, Viking, the Johnny Karate yeah. spinoff Karate film, show. yeah, yeah, X Men was fun, so yeah, good one, good one, Richard. Let's move Thanks, into guys. our top ten films of the year, guys. Brian, hit us with your number ten. Uh, my number ten is a is a blockbuster movie. I've got two or 
three on this list. Uh, I don't know if this will make y'all's list, so maybe it'll be a good discussion. Um, my number ten is Godzilla, the movie that I had zero, not even uh, anticipation, but like I literally did not want to see it when they announced. I was like, no, no, we don't need this. The world does not need a Godzilla movie. Uh, and then they, that first trailer is so stinking good, and I was just immediately like, okay, this this could be great. Like this guy, if he does it right. Uh, Gareth Edwards is a really good director, and uh, I loved it. I rewatched it. I rewatched pretty much every movie on my list. Uh, <laughs> Go ahead, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the best soundtrack song of all time, by the way. Uh, but right behind the Bruce Springsteen song from Jerry Maguire. No, uh, <laughs> I love Secret Godzilla. Garden, you mean? Yeah, Secret Secret Garden. Garden. Yeah, which but with, Bruce song? But with the audio clips in it from the movie, that's when you know it's good. Uh, which Bruce song is more cheesy in a movie? <laughs> um, Secret Garden or I was Bruce and Bernard couldn't yeah. tell the Philadelphia song. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that's a tough one. Early 90s Bruce leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Uh, I'll anyway. just be over here. <laughs> Godzilla, stop. one of the few please stop, please. blockbusters. <laughs> what are you doing, Jimmy Page? Uh, one of the few blockbusters Keep that, them checks, that, uh, yeah, that delivered for me. So I, I love Godzilla. I don't know if you guys have any similar feelings, but uh, on the rewatch, it held up just as well as it did in the theater, and uh, I, I'm stoked about it. I, I really like that movie, and I'm excited about where that franchise is going, which is something I never thought that I would say uh, yeah. about a monster movie like that. It didn't make my top ten. Mm-hmm. It was very close. Came down to the wire. I rewatched sure. it last week just to be sure. And I can't believe I didn't put a movie with Kaiju in my top <laughs> ten of the year. Last right. year I had to have That's Pacific right. Rim in there. I had yeah. to go on the record and say Pacific Rim was in my top ten. Right. Just because who doesn't want to see robots fighting giant yeah. monsters? I will say this Godzilla made me completely forget about Pacific Rim immediately. Like it took the place where Pacific Rim was in my brain and was like just May- gone. Maybe. But for me, for me, me, watching Godzilla the second time, I just wanted Gypsy Danger <laughs> to come out of the ocean and start, you know, sequel. maybe the sequel. Who knows? Oh, they're we, both legendary pictures. Yeah. So could I, you could see a Godzilla Pacific Rim crossover at yeah. some point in which, a world where there's several Alien versus Predator. Yeah. Uh, movies. There's, this is not that a, should happen. I would not be opposed to it. But there you go. Uh, Richard, what's your number 10 of the year? My number 10 film of the year is. A movie we already talked about. It's a movie that I love. It's my only blockbuster on the list. This was well, one of them maybe is a blockbuster, but I don't. I don't think it's. It's a very given where it was released. I don't think it was expected to be a blockbuster. But my number ten movie of the year this year is Edge of Tomorrow. Nice. Wow. Loved it. Nice. Loved it. Yeah, Watched it again. Loved it even more. It's great. So it really is. It's and great. I love the cruise. I'm Team Cruise all the way. Same here, and I like that uh, he's doing another movie with with Lyman, Doug yeah. Lyman. The next he's got a project lined up because I think Lyman's a really good director, and I'm glad that that Cruise at least has has acknowledged. Like I don't really care that this didn't make any money statewide, stateside. We're yeah. this guy I, makes good this, movies. I'm this is someone that at the height of his powers took two years off to make Eyes Wide Shut. So right. like Cruise yeah. is interesting. Like he, yeah. I would actually be surprised if at some point Edge of Tomorrow doesn't get a sequel. Yeah, I, well, I did I, I well think overseas. It's a, that kind I mean, of movie that four years from now yeah. people will be begging for, like Dread is right now. I think Dread it, sequel is probably going to come out just because two yeah. or three years later people are like, Dread was actually pretty good. Yeah, you know? I think it's a it movie made no that, money, that but, will be kind of a cult classic, which will be weird to say about a movie that made three hundred million dollars. But I think people, yeah, if they just find it, like if it pops up on Netflix or makes an HBO run or something like that, people will suddenly be like, Why didn't we see this movie? Like this is a really good movie, it just yeah. had terrible marketing. Sure. Good point. My number 10, and this was from 
the very end came down to the wire for this one. Selma is my number 10. Okay. Wow. Saw, ended up seeing Selma. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the most well-shot films of the year. Sure. And, I mean, it's just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. It's extremely powerful in its message. Mm-hmm. And uh, not top five worthy for me. Not A+, plus, but it's a solid, very solid movie. Sure. Uh, I understand the total. I know I know. we haven't done an episode on it. There was just too many yeah. too many films of podcasts in the end of the year. And, man, and you, it was you're good. super anti civil rights. Like you, I, no, no. you're very clear on that that you are anti civil rights. I so hate, that's I hated it. Yeah. yeah. So for you to like this movie, yeah, it's one of the reasons is that a our, pretty big. Gap. It's one of the reasons that our Twelve Years a Slave episode got banned from it. I mean, <laughs> it was almost no. I, I was actually. No, it's excellent. I, it's, thought, I thought Twelve Years a Slave was the best film of last year, uh, hands down. I thought it was going to be. That's Robert the Anthony. new like. Don't worry, I have black yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. I love Twelve Years a Slave. I loved it. I did at the beginning. I'm no, no. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, it's it's a really it's good movie. Good. I have some issues with it historically because sure. I'm a nerd. Oh, so do I. But it is a fantastically made movie, and I'm trying to. I I, mean, I feel like an idiot. I, what's her name? The director, Ava Ava Duvernay. Duvernay yeah, is. Great, and you're yeah. right. That movie looks fantastic, and I can't wait. I I'm big on like these female directors now. I sure. think that's like where the next ten years of movies go, sure. and especially movies like that that are not typically directed by female directors. Right. And I love Catherine Bigelow, and I like I'm pumped about this kind of new generation because that people talk about women not getting great parts on on screen which is definitely true but is not true to the extent of women getting to direct these type yeah. of movies and like this rocks it's gonna be a good yeah like there's always like a sofia coppola or some like sure. artsy female director and right. you're like but, okay yeah, yeah you know? this this type of movie doesn't would be yeah spielberg yeah you know or, or somebody like that so i'm pumped yeah. yeah it was very good and surprised me it was an easy call for my top 10 of the year sure and i'm Surprised it didn't make it higher because yeah. I'm. Still it was in contention for me. It was one of the you know 15 or 16 films that I really debated over. Yeah, it was. So it's not on anyone. It's not in my top, top 10, ten, but okay. I don't have a reason for that beyond just I like these other movies better. Yeah, that's no, all that's, that this is to. our personal top. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah not the I would have if I had a. I'll say this just to differentiate. I don't consider like this is not my ballot for if I had an Oscar ballot. This yeah. would not be the 10 films. Selma would definitely have gotten an Oscar vote for me if yeah. if I was you know blessed with such a an honor so that was my number 10 brian hit us with your number nine number nine movie is the movie that got the worst snub uh from the oscars and it's the lego movie and i expected so little from the movie going in and uh i was just i i've rewatched it three or four times my kid loves it so that helps uh it's really funny it's really original which kid the, legitimate or illegitimate? yeah we don't talk about that one okay on, on the <laughs> sorry, podcast sorry uh, <laughs> uh, it was it's anymore. such a, anymore yeah, yeah. For, because of a court order um, <laughs> but no it's such a fun movie and uh and really original and well thought out and the the end is i think was really risky and maybe it didn't maybe that's what ended up costing I think that's it, what cost it and which which really it's sucks dumb. but it it i think it helped it make 500 bajillion dollars so yeah that, there's that uh, the voice talent is great. There's nothing that I don't like about the Lego Movie. Is I the, loved it. Is there any more sure of a bet that Lego Movie Two wins the Best oh, Animated no, Feature no, Oscar? No question. Yeah. If you had, and it will be not nearly as good. No. It, yeah. But a few months ago, if we had said in, in November, like, is there any more sure of a bet that the Lego <laughs> Movie will win Best yeah. Animated Feature? Like after we That's had true. seen all the animated it's movies, true. we're like, it's a, it's easily the best one, right. and not even in the top five according to the Academy. Well, but. I don't know, but. It might have been the best one, but uh, the box trolls. The box trolls is pretty, pretty good. 
pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Legends of Oz, Dorothy's Return. <laughs> pretty, pretty. Yeah. Best sequel ever. Best sequel. You know what? I'm going to make a new look, number look, one worst movie. Just, just in the same way that The Artist is the best <laughs> yes. silent movie of 2015. Of 20, Legends 2011. Of, of 2011, excuse me. Legends of Oz is the best animated sequel of a movie that came out at least 70 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I have seen in a decade, at least. You're I, right. Just I, saying. I don't know. That... <laughs> That was a, that was bad. I was going to say Song of the South sequel. Oh, that's, gosh. that's going down the wrong path. <laughs> Number nine for me was Lego Movie as well. Mm. So nice. I did rewatch it again last week. It's on HBO right now. Oh, really? I'm Good. making the rounds on there, so okay. you can catch that uh, within the next few weeks. But loved Lego Movie, and it was a no brainer for my top ten as well. Yep. It's one. It's a classic. It's a modern classic already. Can't wait to see the sequel. Mm-hmm. And very original and. You know, when I saw it the first time, I was I was convinced it was going to be one of the best films of the year yeah. in, in the conversation at the end, and it was. So, love Lego Movie. Richard, what's your number nine film? My number nine film, believe it or not, is a little movie called The Lego Movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, it's funny. I had it at seven. Best friends that anyone. <laughs> I had it at seven until, like, this afternoon I moved some other stuff around and wow. ended up at nine. That's crazy. Wow. Do we just become best friends? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you want to go, go to karate, do karate in the garage? Yup. Uh, I'm going to go to- three best friends. <laughs> We're stealing socks. <laughs> Digging through trash. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight for me, uh, you mentioned earlier, Kent, uh, is Chef. And that's that's a movie that I left out of my top ten coming into making the list for a long time and I, re- I rewatched it with my wife and I just, I love this movie and it's just so, I don't think it's as good as some of the others that got Oscar nominations and I, it also, in some ways it's not as, as uh, rewatchable or as enjoyable as some of the, like Lego or, or uh, even Godzilla or, or Guardians, which I'm sure will get mentioned at some point, but but it just has so much life, and it feels so authentic. And I think that's an—I think that's all due to Favreau just really make this is like a passion project for him. And passion projects go—they're either really great, or it's just like why yeah. did we this didn't work out. Um, and I think it just hits on every just down to things like. You know, I really enjoy, on the second viewing. I Food love, is definitely yes, a passion project right. for John Favreau. Yes, I think we can sure. all tell. That's for sure. But I love that, like when they're in Austin. They're they're at Franklin Barbecue. They're listening to Gary Clark Jr. He's drinking a Lone Star. Like yeah. it's so and and it just feels right. And there's so many. And it's not just the Texas part. It's the it's the Miami part. And the, the only New part Orleans that's and, not authentic at all is right. that he is able to yeah. woo both Sofia Vergara right. and Scarlett Johansson. And he he enjoys the company of Robert Downey Jr. as well. So uh, it's great. Anyway, it's great work. And I it's such a I don't know the the soundtrack is amazing. It's Best soundtrack of the year. I love the movie, and it's one that I'll watch. Uh, I imagine I'll end up watching way more times than I would have thought I, I would coming out of it the first time. Like, I really liked it the first time. The second viewing really drove it home for me. Yeah. It, uh, not another movie in our lifetime will make us want grilled cheese more no, than Chef. No, no. It was no. Awesome. Great, great, great for making me yeah. want to eat. Yeah, just uh, starving. Accomplish yeah. that goal. Yeah. Richard, what's your number eight? My number eight. Movie of the year is a movie we all liked. I don't know if it made your top ten. It's a movie we all liked. It's a movie called Foxcatcher. Ooh, yeah, it did not make my top ten. It's my number seven. So okay, my next. It's one around. that I yeah. wanted to make my top ten. Uh, you know, if I wanted to predict my top ten come yeah. th- this time last year, uh, it's one that I wanted to like more. Sure, and I was really blown away by some performances, but 
could have been better, should have been better. And I think the Oscars will show that. Yeah, I'm pretty convinced. I don't think it'll win Best Picture. Uh, be I didn't get nominated. Okay. Well, yeah. I don't think – yeah, well, of course it won't win. Yeah. And I don't think Steve Carell will win. No. No, he and won't. so, but. you know, I think Bennett Miller got nominated for Best Director. Yeah. And it's I don't a, think he'll win that. So. It's very weird to get best uh, Best Script, Best Director, Best Actor, and Best Supporting Actor and not get – a best picture well, that tells nomination. you like, everything you need to especially know. Especially when yeah. there's two open spots. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, yeah. It's a weird... Should we nominate nothing or Fox? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing. I'm, I'm with you, Rich. I, I love that movie. Uh, loved is a, is a weird word for that movie. Like, I... That movie was really. That was good a laugh riot. Yeah, I, loved I it. just laughed the whole time, guys. <laughs> Never had more fun in the theater. Uh, Popcorn movie. <laughs> especially uh, the end. But it's so tense, and I thought it was really well done, and, and the performances make the movie, and all three of them should have, to me, deserved... Oscar nominations. So, yeah. I think definitely if, like, this is weird, but if like Tatum's character was a female, yeah, he gets yeah. nominated. She gets nominated. Not competing against each other, but probably. yeah, the fact they had to compete in the same categories, right? And there, I think on him too, it was confusing on whether you go best actor or best supporting actor, and that never turns out well when you get into that more debate. Than, yes, and more than best picture, uh, the category that needs 10 nominations more than anything is always supporting actor. Yeah, yeah. There's always a dozen that yeah, you could choose. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I think J.K. Simmons has that one in the bag, though. It's oh, yeah. July. Yeah, yeah. Supporting. We'll see. Uh, okay, so I'm going to move on with my number eight, which was Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Nice. Okay. I was much higher on this one than y'all were. Uh, great spy thriller is what yeah. it felt like. Yeah. It felt like a Bourne movie. Mm-hmm. felt like a, a, a Skyfall or something. And that's what I liked most about it is that it was a departure from the Avengers, from Thor, the Dark World, and it felt so. Ooh, that was so bad. It felt yeah. so right in its own. Yeah. You know, I never thought Captain America by himself could yes. be an interesting character in a movie, but I loved what they did yep. with it. I love the modern look, and you know, people say they love the first Captain America because they like the old stuff with the Red Skull and the period piece about yeah. it. You know, but I was confused or. Anxious to see what they would do in the modern world with it. Loved how they transitioned it over. Yeah. I loved the connection with the TV show and the whole connection to Red Skull and all, all that without spoiling it. Yeah. But the action scenes are great. Totally. I mean, just him and his shield, you know, you can get a lot of places with that. And they proved that <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. So it really kept me guessing. The scene in, with him in the elevator is one of the best action scenes of the totally. year. And loved, loved the Winter Soldier, so yeah, uh, makes my top ten. It's a great movie, and it also kind of serves as like a just history of this year. It's like shot across the bow of DC because DC oh, yeah. was really pushing. Um, we're going head to head with Captain America three. We're going to take him down with Justice League or whatever. Yeah. Batman v Superman, the lawsuit or whatever. <laughs> and they did. And then they're like, okay, never mind. We got to move off this date because yeah. Captain America two just did gangbusters, and yep. so uh, it gets points in my book for that because we are. Kind of angry about these. Didn't stuff. make your top ten. It didn't, and it's yeah. just because the, on the second, I probably third viewing, even the last, the last act, as most Marvel movies are wont to do, got a little bombastic, out of control. Because yeah. I really enjoyed. It was the, weird when Gwyneth Paltrow came in with two machine guns. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, like Scarface. I, I enjoyed yeah. the the spy Jason Bourne sort of things, and when it got super Marvel action, it was still good. It was in contention, but yeah. it just kind of dropped for me sure. a little it, bit. It, I heard an explanation about it, and apparently Kevin Feige's only requirement was the helicarriers have to crash. Sure. 
So they they had to literally write the movie you know, around that, and, and that's the reason for and, that. And it's fine. It's 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 not like Iron Man three where the the ending felt like it didn't fit. It just got way out of control and went insane in the last uh, twenty minutes. It fit. It was fine. It just wasn't. Um, it wasn't what I really liked about the movie going into that yeah. point. I think, but still, I mean, it was a very good movie and and valid. You know, yeah. Thank you. Uh, go on ahead with your number eight, since you said your number seven, I guess, Brian. Uh, yeah, seven was Foxcatcher. Okay, so we'll move so on. I will say this. You know, at the end of the year, I make these lists, and then at some point in the future, I'll come back and look at the list. If I And there's always one where I'm like, eh, I kind of wish I would have swapped that out for something else. At this point, Foxcatcher is the one where I'm like, I'm high on it still, but the Corel factor is huge for me, and so... If in two years I'm looking at this list and thinking, man, I really needed to put Edge of Tomorrow in there, that might be the one that looks yeah. not great for me. All I, right. So yeah. my number seven, I don't think either of you saw this. I think I asked you last week, and it's really good. And it doesn't seem like it would be good. And the subject matter is interesting, and, and it's definitely easy to take both sides, which is um, you know makes for an interesting documentary. But it's a movie called Citizen Four. Okay. And uh, Citizen Four is a documentary about uh, Ken's giving me confused face. So it's about. Uh, I thought you were going to say like the interview or something. Like, no. You asked us if we saw that last week, and I was like, that's going to be weird if that's in his top ten. Oh, no. no, 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 no. On the podcast last week. Uh, so Citizen Four is a documentary about uh, about Edward Snowden and some journalists that go and visit him. You uh, know, it's hard okay, to talk yeah. about giving out too much away, but it's a really interesting, intimate look, and it's actually pretty thrilling for sure. a movie that's m- mostly people looking through documents. Uh, it's definitely a good watch. I think you both like both like it. Okay. It's perfectly acceptable to watch. It doesn't need a big screen. I got invited to some random screening of it, uh, but uh, you can definitely watch it on your laptop, and it's just as good. But uh, I'm uh, watching should, on my phone right now. Okay, you guys should both check it out. Um, it's I'd be interested in your thoughts about Sweet. it. But uh, yeah, so won't call it anymore because you guys yeah, haven't seen it. I saw like no documentaries this year, and I usually. I'll usually hit three or four and then wait till whatever else yeah. comes out on Netflix. I saw, I think I saw Jodorowsky's Dune, and that literally might be the only documentary from 2014 that I saw for whatever reason. I just didn't get to it. I saw one. Wait, called... Draft Day wasn't a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one called Dinosaur 13. I don't know. If I'm you excited saw that. about that, but I haven't watched it. It's yet. about finding dinosaur yeah. bones. And I saw Life Itself, the Roger e- Roger Ebert documentary. Yeah, I saw and that I wanted well. to mention that maybe as an honorable mention. Didn't sure. make my top ten. But if I was to put a documentary in my top ten, it would be that one. Love Roger Ebert. He's an American treasure already. Yeah. But great look at his life. They were sort of following him up, you know, because he was actually having a documentary made about him before he got sick and passed away. Uh-huh. So, you know, the cameras were there all along, and it's very powerful and missed that guy a lot, but a, a great look back at his life, so life itself, I'll, I'll recommend yep. that. Um, and that, I agree, I didn't see a lot of documentaries. I was going to say Sonic Highways, but that was an HBO series. Yeah, I enjoyed true. that a yeah. lot in 2014. Yeah. But what's our next uh, film? I'm going to go with mine, I guess it's my number seven. Yeah. Inherent Vice. Cool. Oh, wow. I don't know if it's on y'all's top tens, but it may show up again. It's later. one that I loved revisiting. Yeah. I appreciated it tenfold times more watching it a second time. Sure, and I can appreciate the performances. I love Joaquin with all my heart. It Joaquin really is... har- hurts me to not put him in my top five every year. Yeah, because I love that guy and want only the best. Hey, Johnny Depp, we're done with you. Yeah, yes. Joaquin, yeah. come on in. Exactly. Yeah. All those parts. I feel like every Joaquin movie now, especially with her. Um, the Master and sure. and Inherent Vice. Johnny, De- if it was two thousand and two through two thousand and five, I think Johnny Depp does all of those movies. You're probably right. I'd like to see Johnny Depp in a uh, PTA 
or Tarantino. There was I, a, I'd rather see like Alice that. in Wonderland too. <laughs> so we're good. There was a you list the other day that was like five directors that could save Johnny Depp's career, and it was just like the five best directors. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It was like, like, okay, well, yeah, well. duh. It was like thanks, good Quentin work, Tarantino, Fincher, <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, uh, what's his name? Louis Lettier. <laughs> That's more likely. He actually, a lot of people don't know this, and it was probably his best makeup yet, is that Depp played the carousel that Mark, <laughs> Mark Wolfo hops on. That was actually Johnny Depp. Just the horse or the No, whole the whole thing was wow. him. It was incredible. Well, it was white, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're white giveaway. face paint, yeah. You can see his face just in it as it spins by once or twice. <laughs> and he's like, make it weird. It's hilarious. And there's a bird on it. Of course. For no apparent yeah. reason. Yeah, and a scarf is wrapped around one one yeah. pole. I think if you went up to him, you just pulled the scarf. <laughs> it, he would just unwind and his head would just yeah, fall on the floor. Or turn into a bird and fly away. <laughs> a crow. <laughs> uh, go with your next film, Brian. Uh, my number six is a movie called Wild. And ah. uh, I, I love this movie. I was just blown away by Reese Witherspoon. Uh <laughs> It just it wasn't a movie that I was excited about going in, and it, it just totally changed my. It honestly changed my opinion of Reese Witherspoon in a lot of ways. Do you know who and, she is? Uh, I do now. Okay. Now I do. I wasn't okay. aware beforehand. Maybe that uh, DUI police officer could. Yeah, um, I, I watch this and change. I his did opinion send too. him a copy of the movie. So okay, hopefully, good. Um, no, I, it's really good, and I'm I'm also. I'm really excited for what this director does in the future because I think the guy's name is Jean-Marc Valle. I don't. I think that's right. Um, he did Dallas Buyers Club last year, and now this. Both of those movies were outstanding, and they're both they're both outstanding because of the the performance, and that's what gets all the attention. But the director stuff is so good as well. So I'm uh, I was I was really blown away by this one, and it's one that I kind of can't wait to to see again and like make all my friends watch. So. I haven't seen it. I mean, I have seen it, but I did not put it on my top ten. Yeah. Um, it was close. And yeah. I thought it was a best picture I I don't know why nominee. I didn't get nominated. Yeah. That, to me, because they ran out of spots. It's only <laughs> eight. More egregious than, than Foxcatcher, personally. But, yeah, uh, sure. Really, really good movie. And I hope people will watch it when it hits DVD and stuff, because uh, it's, I mean, it's really good. Really, What's your really good. number six, Richard? My number six. Let me cue me up here. I've got like three different lists going right now. There we go. My number six film of the year is a movie I thought when I first saw it would be top three, maybe top one. It's definitely a movie that's going to be in contention for best picture, and it's a film called Birdman. Oh. Birdman, Birdman. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Shaq. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me tattoo my neck real quick. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's a movie that's probably the most impressive technical achievement yeah. of the year. Boyhood is the most impressive vision of the year, I think. But in terms of like, it's a good way to put it. Technical, the difficulty of the filmmaking, because you know you think about Boyhood and it took an immense amount of planning and pre-production, but then once it's filming, you're just filming right. four days a year. Whereas Birdman is just like this incredible. Every even the actors are taking on an incredible burden creatively. And it's it says a lot of interesting things about art and things like that. I think it's a great film, um, but I, di- I was really entertained by it. But I think the five films ahead of it, I was just entertained more by. So uh, it's it's a great great movie and probably like the first or second best movie of the year to me. But sure. it was probably my sixth favorite. Of the year, gotcha. if that makes sense. Yeah, fair. fair. And it's one we'll talk about again here a little bit later. Yeah, uh, in in my list at least, maybe for Brian as well. But Brian, what's your number? Or I guess my number six yeah. is Snowpiercer. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and it's cool one movie. that 
I, I'm, I think y'all saw after the fact, but I loved Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. An easy, again, easy entry into my top ten. And visually stunning, great action movie. Again, stars Chris Evans. I have two Chris Evans yeah. films in my top ten. And, man, this guy brings it. I love, love, love the vision. And it's based off a graphic novel, so uh, sort of has a comic booky look, but it's not really a comic book movie. Right. And it's a, a great story, too. It's a really interesting story. It's set all in one setting, which is a train. So, uh, you know, very contained. And one that I revisited and, and really liked as well. And so, you know, probably not on your top tens, guys. But uh, it, it's one that was great. And, no, it's and, a great and it hit movie. Netflix pretty soon after it got yeah. released. Yeah. And, and became more popular. I think that's one of our more popular podcasts yeah. of the year. Interesting or something release strategy first off, and I think one of the more original films of the year. Yeah. No yeah. doubt about it. Awesome. It was my biggest surprise of the okay. year. Because I, I literally knew nothing about it until like a week before it came out and then saw it and was just, man, this is really good. And I have rewatched it since and liked it more the second yeah. time as well. Yeah, really, really uh, great satire as well. Uh-huh. Played a lot into that. Yeah. So, so I, I enjoyed that Sharp aspect movie. of it. So it's number six, Brian. Uh, number five for number me five. is going to be, I think, maybe the most divisive film on this list. So I think it was when we talked if about it. If you say that Wizard of Oz movie <laughs> with James Franco, I will punch you in the That face. was last year, Richard, and it oh, wasn't my top <laughs> end. No, I'm just kidding. Feels uh, like yesterday. Yeah, we, we might need to revisit that one, too, because Richard hated <laughs> that one so much. That's when That was my favorite episode of 2013 because it wasn't even Easily. Yeah, it wasn't even that episode because we did that one on our own, and then yeah. the next week he came yeah. in and just destroyed it yeah. on whatever poor movie we were talking about that week. But yeah. uh, anyway, my number five I movie. I didn't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> Is a movie we all saw together. I loved it. I love it more uh, later. Uh, and I, I'm still. I oh. underst- I will say this. I understand most of the complaints against it. I think it's a movie that asks you to get on board and go with it where it goes. And if you can't do that, then you can't do that. And that's just kind of the way it is. And I, I like that. So my number five movie is Interstellar, and uh, it was the movie I was most excited about this year. Um, as I was watching it, we went to see it together, which which we don't get to do very often. But uh, as as I was watching it, there was a point where I felt like I was kind of fighting myself on whether I liked this movie or not, and uh, and I just accepted you what just let it all go. I let it. I just said, <laughs> you know what, I get this. You just right in your pants, just let <laughs> yep, it all out. Yep. I just got it, and <laughs> and. Uh, and I had no idea what you guys were going to think about it coming out, but um, I could feel Kent rolling his eyes. I could feel <laughs> you it. You could see me um, if you just look I, over here. <laughs> I love the way that that no one told that story. It was such a human story told on a galactic level. It looks amazing. The space stuff <laughs> is insane. It's so good, and I think people who don't like the movie, and I don't want to speak for you, but. Uh, I think people who don't like are the idiots. movie are idiots. No, they. I think I they're. I didn't say I didn't like. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Or aren't as high on it as as yeah. as I am. I think that they have neglected how great the space stuff is in order to because they can't get over the mystical aspect of the human story. I th- that's that's my my perspective on not necessarily with you, but we we have we have colleagues who uh, really hated the movie and trashed it oh, and. Okay. Uh, and and I I felt like they were getting too caught up on uh, plot points that maybe they didn't all come together and that's fine, but were neglecting how great the elements that did work 
work because man, the stuff in space looks amazing. It looks uh It does amazing. look amazing. And yeah. it's uh what's the good part is you'll get to see it again when Fantastic Four comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same movie. Um, it's actually pretty good. But in in fairness, I was also totally in on the the dad kid storyline and I'm a sucker for that and so you still a lot of kids Yeah, cuz you know, I've got a lot of illegitimate children out there as we've as we've established. Man, we're going to get sued on this one. Gosh. <laughs> uh no, I, I love the movie. I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. And you again. definitely have the least amount in this building right now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So there's that. Uh, wow. I loved it. Loved the movie. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm sure it's – it. I never said I didn't like it. I, I wanted Oh, well, it. I think you did. I never I said – I never – On the ride, listen to it, the ride back to I your car. I did not like it. <laughs> There was some vitriol immediately. There was no vitriol. On the podcast, I think you cooled off. But I in the not. car, Ryan, uh, I can mean, we can get Sarah was, in on this too. He was. I don't. I think said he, it completely fell off at the end, which it did. No, so you said that was why. garbage. You're like that was I didn't garbage. Say garbage. <laughs> you're you are bold faced. I don't line. remember. I'm going to stay out of this. Uh, but I do think you were angrier in the car I, than you were I, when you got I will on the say bike. that I liked it less than y'all liked it. Yeah, totally. So sure. Absolutely. Totally. We're not arguing that. So yeah. that <laughs> means I didn't like it. I, I think sure. you came up a little bit post. Like, when we walked out of the theater, I don't think you were angry. It wasn't like, now you see me, but I didn't think you I remember I, we said we liked it, and you went, really? <laughs> yeah. No. You guys liked it? You really liked it. Y'all were dead silent, and you said, y'all were dead silent, and you said, so Kent, what'd you think? And I said, it completely fell off at the end for me. And then y'all were like, I thought it was the best movie of the year. <laughs> I was like trolling waiting, you a little waiting bit. for my opinion so yeah. that you could say that how much you liked it. But well, that's that part. It is held true. up for me. Listen I liked to the episode it. a lot, Listen a lot, a lot. Yes. Uh, top five for me, and uh, and one that uh, I can't wait to watch. No Oscar times. nominations. No Oscar but, nominations, and I mean, it, and, and uh, <laughs> that was to be expected coming out. I think it's but. in my top fifteen or twenty. Didn't sure. make my top ten, but it, I loved my, it. Go ahead with your number five, Richard. My number five is a movie I probably isn't on either of you guys. I think I, I'm the Brian in this camp where I liked <laughs> it more than you guys, but I liked it a lot and it stuck with me a little bit. And it's it's not like uh, on the nose good. It's like pulpy in a way, sure. which I liked about it. It's a movie called Gone Girl. Oh. And I like that it's kind of silly and over the top. And I like the Nancy Grace character and I like the mm-hmm. satire of it a lot. And I think it's a smarter movie than people give it credit for. I think it's kind of this generation's. Um, what was that Nicole to die for? Was that the was that the Nicole Kidman movie from the nineties? I'm trying to think. To die for. Yeah, there was this really good satire. Look it up. Uh, sorry, listeners. I kind of know what you're talking about. Nicole yeah. Kidman wasn't in Gone Girl. No, I know she was in To Die For. I've never seen this movie. I know what you're talking about, but I've never. So it's kind of a satirical, pulpy movie Nicole as well. Kidman. Uh, reminded me of that. Uh, it's uh, it's. It's just good. I just thought it was a good, unique movie. Um, I like David Fincher. I'm not a David Fincher nut. I'm probably like he's probably in my top t- fifteen favorite directors, but he's not like in my top five. But I do like him right. a lot. And I thought this was awesome. I thought Tyler Perry was great. Affleck was great. Um, what's her name? That's now nominated for the Oscar. Rosamund Pike. Rosamund Pike was awesome. And uh, yeah, she was amazing. I still don't know why it's fallen off. Why it fell off? I still think it's a it's one of the top ten of the year. I don't understand why no one thinks it is, honestly. So I'm, I'm holding it yeah. down. Well, you guys you, didn't either. I didn't. Uh, well, this is personal favorites. Yeah, I know. List, but, I mean, yeah, I didn't love best. it. I wasn't as high on it as you guys were. I mean, I don't like. I love David Fincher as a uh, 
as from a technical standpoint, I never get into his movies the yeah. way that other people do, and that's just a per- I'm a Spielberg guy, Except not for a Alien guy, and that's just kind of Aliens weird. Three. You're real, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That <laughs> might be the only one that I own of his. To be honest, no, the game. I love the game. I have that on Criterion, but uh, yeah, it, it was a really good movie. I think. I think to answer that question, I think it's the, it had a tough release date. Because it kind of got stuck in the middle between the Oscar-heavy stuff that we yeah. all knew was going to come and these these movies that lingered from the beginning of the year, and there just wasn't room in our made brains a lot of money for, though. It did, so it that did. was smart. Um, it was the first movie of the year that came out where I was like, okay, now we're in Oscar season. Yeah, sure. Now, kind of kick it off like now, Gravity last year. From now on, every movie has a chance sure. at an award, and it's sad to see. Uh, I thought it was worthy of a nomination at least, but uh, it, it wasn't so. Yeah, love Gone Girl, and uh, I can't wait to see that one again. That's a that's a Blu-ray that I'll be looking to purchase. Number my number five is Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the best blockbusters of the year. My favorite blockbuster. Mm-hmm. It was my most anticipated film of the year. I won't talk too much about it because I've talked a lot on this podcast about Guardians in the past. Sure, and met every expectation. You were I on had. it early. You I were was up. on it early. Yeah, I you will. Were. I will say. I think we talked about it in our first episode. Of yeah, most anticipated movies, and. It came through on every level for me. Uh, great soundtrack. I think the soundtrack really does set the tone for yeah, the movie. I, totally. I mean, James Gunn handpicked those songs, put them in the original screenplay. Like he he did think of a lot of that stuff. You know, it was a great vision by him. Love the CG Groot and and Rocket. Very risky characters. We talked yeah. about if you can make Rocket work, if you can get a talking raccoon to work then your movie's going to be fine. Yeah. And, and, and make it be a huge part of it, not just a yeah. kind of ancillary character. And I said. Beforehand, I said, if they get Rocket right, it'll be one of the best characters in cinema. Sure. It'll be one of the more classic characters in movie history, and yep. it already is. And and if they do a Rocket and Groot movie with just them two, that'll be maybe even bigger than Guardians. Yeah. I think that was a huge success. Especially the and, dagger. <laughs> and it, it's going to be one of the ones that we're going to talk about for years to yep. come. So can't wait for the sequel. and. Love yeah. Guardians. So. It's my number four, so I'll just okay. yeah, and and it could. I think it's when I started making this list, it was at two to start, and I'd kind of gone back and forth on it. Uh, it's definitely the movie that I will watch the most from this year. I will I'll rewatch yeah. this. I've I, you know I got it on DVD. It came out like the first week of December. I bought it on Blu-ray, and I've watched it. I think three times since then. <laughs> oh, good I mean, it's just it's it's become my go to have a movie on in the background kind of movie because it's so fun and and light and lively and Pratt's amazing. Just so good. Chris Pratt's great and uh can't wait for Jurassic World. <laughs> I'm not sure what his two thousand fifteen is gonna be like, but his two thousand fourteen hey, was it doesn't matter. On. If he can launch this into a franchise, it'll yeah. be just fine. Uh so I love the movie. I love the soundtrack. I love I love everything about it. And it's it's to me it's the, easily the most um rewatchable movie of the year. So since 2008, I mean, for me, this is the best year of Marvel. We got The Winter Soldier and we got Guardians of the Galaxy. To me, those are the two best Marvel films besides the original Iron Man or the Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not even close. Avengers came out the same year 2012. Did did Thor come out that year? Now I can't remember. Or was that Uh, 2013? Thor 2? Yeah. Thor 2 came out 2013. Okay. I can't remember when it... I couldn't get my... uh, I don't remember it at all. Terrible. I hate that movie. Yeah, but I mean, just where Marvel is headed is really exciting. Yeah. Age of Ultron's only three months away at this point, yeah. but can't wait. And you know, but I like the times. spinoff bit. Like I, I yeah, I, I'm really stoked about Avengers two, and I think it'll be great. But I, I, I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed Guardians more than I will ever enjoy another Marvel movie because it did <laughs> feel. 
it had just the same it had the right notes to to remind you of a Marvel movie but it felt so different Original, from yeah. it and and so and I like it felt like they could do more with it because it is separated from the overall canon and I yeah. I like that. I like that stuff. So that was my number 4. Bright times ahead for your uh for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Rich sure. good. Good to see go something. Ahead. Like them, like Tom Brady this week, it's good to see something finally go their way. <laughs> That's right. Tough times years for those guys. Yeah. My number four is one, Kent, you have listed prior. It's a movie called Inherent Vice. Ooh. I have I, a feeling it would, it would be high on your list. So It was very anticipated by me. I, if you had told me to pick my favorite of the year, it probably would have been number one. So, But I don't say that to say it's a letdown because it was it was very good. We did tell you to pick your favorite of the year, and that's this list. No, I know. I'm saying if you had <laughs> told kidding. me a year ago, oh, yeah, a year at the ago. beginning of the year to say, what will be your favorite movie of oh, 2014? Okay. I, gotcha. it would have, I probably didn't say that correctly. Uh, it would have been this. But uh, it's it's very good, and it's – well, it's great the more you watch it especially. And I was – I. PTA was kind of uh, – gosh, sorry. I have an eyelash dangling here. Uh, Mascara. P- <laughs> I was just doing Hedwig Mascara. off-Broadway down the street. Um, <laughs> the Valley Ranch Theater is yeah, Hedwig, Hedwig and the Angry Edge. But uh, so we were uh, – I've now lost complete train <laughs> sorry, of mind. Inherent no, Vice. Inherent yes, Vice. I was super excited for it. And uh, I, PTA was kind of my fincher with someone who I respected a lot but couldn't totally like dive fully into – uh, but now he's kind of become later in my 20s as I appreciate these kind of things more. Uh, one of my probably top three favorite directors. Like I can't get enough of him lately. So uh, uh, his movies definitely have a rewatchability factor that I love. And this is no different. There's a lot of nuance here. Some great performances. Martin freaking short is the man yeah. as always. Reese Witherspoon's very good. Uh, and Joaquin Rolling. is my favorite actor in the world right now. He is number one of my yeah. power rankings. I love him. I love him as a celebrity. I love him as an actor. Love him as a man, a lover, a lot of different things. No, I just I, I adore I adore him. So Mine's uh, Leslie Jones. You you actually read the book beforehand, so yes. you did have that anticipation. I didn't see it, and it's still in my top ten. So great book, and and you know what? I would tell you don't you don't have to read it. And I love Pinchon. Pinchon's insane and just stupid to try to get into, but uh, but uh, it's. Uh, this movie really encapsulates that really well. It, it, as much as a two and a half hour movie can can translate a six hundred page book, it does. So it's great. Wow, it didn't didn't get Oscar love either. Not not surprising, uh, in my opinion. But it, Brolin yeah. was great. Brolin was the a best lot part of great. For me. Yeah. Phoenix is is fantastic, but I love Brolin's part so yeah. much. That's a great character too, even yeah. in the book. So Kent, your number four. Phil. My number four is Birdman. Birdman. And it's one that I do think we'll, we'll be talking about. <laughs> I can't. You not. can do that every it's time. All I can hear. It's all I hear whenever anybody says Birdman. It's a dark horse for Best Picture. It uh-huh. won the Producers yeah. Guild Award, I think. And maybe, just maybe, it might win Best Picture. So it might be one we'll talk about here in a few weeks. But it made, made my uh, top five at number four. Mm. Loved it. And... The more I think about it, it should be higher on my list. <laughs> For those watching on the webcast, I just dropped a piece of gum on the floor. And now this we'll carpet that probably has never been vacuumed before. Yeah. Nothing is better on radio than chewing gum. <laughs> no, I forgot about that. Just an- <laughs> no, I forgot we were Professionals! I forgot we were doing an audio show. Here. Yeah. This is why you all listen. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was it's really okay. dumb of me. I wasn't thinking. I thought we were just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy because to think I'm sitting right here in a room where Dave LaFleur probably wants that. <laughs> And chewing gum, you know? Dave LaFleur. Yeah. David LaFleur. Yeah. Mm. Great the former tight end. cowboy, I, I say. 
I think, yeah, you, a lot of people talk Staubach, Aikman, the right. triplets, all those guys. They I forget, say They forget all 12 catches that that guy made <laughs> over three years. Which is okay, because he, he was not a high pick. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry. You're listening to LeFleur cast. <laughs> Much like the artist is the number one silent film, we are the number one David LeFleur podcast. Um, so, so Birdman. Birdman is good. It is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't what was your know. favorite part? I said it, it, it might be one that, that wins Best Picture. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. it could, and I would not be upset about it. Either would it, I. It's a joy to watch. I loved Keaton. He'll probably win. Yep. And I don't know. Redmayne's, Redmayne's building, kicking butt. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Lately. That'll be a kind of a bummer for me. Not yes. that Redmayne's not deserving. Jupiter Ascending might knock him off the page. I hope I'm so. not even kidding. I'm I not even so. kidding. I hope, because that is, could be his uh, his Norbit. But uh, as many critics have said, uh, but gosh, Ke- I just want to—I just want to have Keaton an Academy Keaton, Award winner. I'll put money on it now. Keaton will win. So, all right, I'll take—I'll take Redmayne. Ooh, okay. I'll take Redmayne. What do you want to put on it? Let's do not money, but uh, let's put. We want to put a, a meal at a specific place. Brian yes. and I always get, always bet. You always do what a burger. What could ours be? What do you want? Ours could be a Jimmy John's. Okay, a Vito uh, Italian night sub. Italian night. We'll go. We'll go there. Got it. Okay. That's on. Gentlemen, that is on. I love Birdman. It's my number four. So yep. we'll move on. Uh, Brian, hit us with your next movie. Number three for me, and and I'll mention Birdman in a minute too. But uh, number three for me, I'll be surprised if it's not on at least one of y'all's list. Is uh, Grand Budapest Hotel? Mm. That uh, oh, I forgot about. That. Is kind okay. of like the the most Wes Andersony Wes Anderson movie yes. of all time, and I love it for that. Uh, I think it is the. I think it has the best performance. Yeah, I'm gonna say it. I, I think it's. I think it contains the best performance of any uh, Wes Anderson movie. I think Ray Fiennes is unbelievable. It's funny. It's funny how that movie really has for a movie that came out in March yes. maintained an incredible lot of Oscar no, steam, yeah. but none for Fiennes. Yeah, I, and that's really interesting that Rafe didn't get because he's wonderful in that. I'd be. I don't know who you would sub out a best yeah. actor, but. That's the thing. It's a tough category. But he wasn't even really talked about for it. No. And it's not like the whole movie lost momentum. I know. It's a strange thing. I I had the movie somewhere in my bottom three, and I I rewatched it after uh, The Globes because it got so much love there. And I was just like, okay, this is such a funny – it's so funny. And this this year was so devoid of humor, like overall. Uh, Guardians was funny. Lego Movie's funny. There's really not – there wasn't a great, pretty funny. <laughs> there wasn't a good comedy really no. this year. There were some uh, movies that had some. You laughed some. Twenty Two Jump Street had some really funny stuff in yeah. it. Yeah, uh, that was that was dumber a too. Like contender, the movie. laugh riot. Yeah. Uh, Wild was just great when she gets stranded <laughs> for uh, four days. Think, anyway. like, think like a man too. I mean <laughs> Noah, best best comedy of the year. <laughs> no, uh, but Grand Budapest is so, it's so funny and it's so sharp and it looks so Wes Andersony. But Ray Fiennes totally makes that movie, and I don't know that you can necessarily necessarily say that about any other no. Wes Anderson movie. He, you, you come out thinking Gene Wes Hackman. Anderson is this. That's true. Gene Hackman. Yeah. Is, that's the closest you get to is it. As close as it gets. You're you're right. Uh, Gene Hackman's really darn sure. good in that. But like, but it's not to the level of Ray Fiennes. I, I agree. Moonrise is a great. All all of his movies are great, but they're great because of Wes Anderson, and they're great because of an ensemble. Yes, and this has a great ensemble too. Great but ensemble this also look, has but it. It has an actual starring role, yeah. which you're right. It, I don't think that's happened since uh, since Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. So I think Ray Fiennes is just amazing, and that's not a that's well, you know, everybody can say that, but it takes something to go from playing 
an Oscar-nominated actor for killing Jews in Schindler's List yeah. to 20-whatever-years-later being the funniest person in a movie yeah. in, in a year. With Voldemort was, in between. Yeah, yeah. And uh, in Bruges, which he's, he's great at, too, He's amazing. He's amazing. So, uh, seems like a great dude, too. Yeah, definitely he seems a, like such a cool guy. Definitely an E.T. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, Grand Budapest is, is my number three <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> and has risen up the, the, the list as I as I made it, you know, a couple weeks ago. So It's interesting to note why that movie got released when it did. We've never talked about that. Why was it a March release and not – it's great. I mean, who would – it would make – Yeah, and it was a weird release, too. It was limited and – It just yeah, it, it got like the Oscar and, release, but yeah, at the wrong time. March. Yeah, yeah like on the, it was on the Chinese calendar yeah. or something. The fact that it has persevered, though, would – maybe would say that we're – I don't know. Maybe yeah. we can I think have that. Maybe it would have a way better shot than year. it had after if it came out after Boyhood, after I, all this. Man, I don't know. I really think it's the I think it is the dark horse candidate to win best picture. I don't think it's going to happen because I think I think it's Boyhood and if Boyhood doesn't get it, I think it's Berman, but I've seen a I don't know. It just feels like it's built it's it's peaking at the right time that it it might have gotten that kind of sway. And I bet it plays well on a screener, which is yeah, very important as we've yeah, talked about. Yeah, I think I think Wes Anderson and and certainly the studio, I think they kind of factor in, and I don't know why this is, um, but it's kind of become chic to really rip on Wes Anderson for being super twee and right. hipster chic and all that stuff. And and people always leave out the fact that like he kind of invented a way of looking at the world, sure, at, at least aesthetically. And whether you think that look is bad or good or whatever, it's like. What other director has really go done do that? It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People are like, yeah. oh, his, his movies always look the same. No. Well, go go create your own right. yeah. way to look at the world. Yeah, then, perfectly so symmetrical yeah. aesthetic <laughs> yeah. style. Like people don't do. I, I can't. Yeah. I, there's there's very few. There's are yeah. other directors who have done it, but they're universally acclaimed. And I don't right. understand why Anderson's not. And like I hate a lot of like super on the nose hipstery stuff, and I'm fine with that. But I think Anderson's great, and I think people also forget that like yes. It's every shot is symmetrical, and yes, there are these two-dimensional pans and all of that. But guess what? The script is also really right. tight and really good. Yeah. And, the and there's characters, great, yeah. and the performance is really good. And guess what? Actors really like doing his movies, and you know, he <laughs> his movies make money and yeah. all of these things. It's like, yeah, but still, I, I don't like that. It's yeah. like, okay, well, good argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've actually heard somebody say that verbatim. I didn't like that. <laughs> it was weird, but I was just. It's that's only my. In, yeah, any fight with my girlfriend normally. That's my number I, three was Grand Budapest. So okay, same thing. I'll, yep. uh, I'll go ahead and say that. What was yours, Richard? My number three is a movie, again, mentioned prior, but I, I, I don't think I've really gotten to talk about this one much. I saw it late in the game, but I loved it. And it's a movie with some great performances um, and, and redeemed an actor in my eyes who I, whom I previously hated quite a bit. And that would be the J.K. Simmons, Miles Teller starring Whiplash. Oh, wow. Three. And you've had a long-running feud with J.K. Simmons. Yeah. So you weren't on this episode. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Whiplash right. episode. I so I what yeah. are your Whiplash thoughts? I loved it. I loved the whole thing. I think Simmons is great and all that. But I think the movie on the whole is really, 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 really good. I think it's almost overshadowed by how great his yes. performance is. But I think even without that, it's it's really good. And Teller's really good. And it says some really interesting thing. Um like Birdman, uh, who has some really interesting things to say about artistic theory and even literary theory to an extent, I think Whiplash definitely has something to say. And I think people overlook this about um, kind of what genius is, how you, different modes of parenting and instruction and things sure. like that. Um, what were, you know, uh, 
that that the, the notion of really breaking someone down as we grow as a society and evolve is really looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oftentimes with the right person, it's also really effective. Right. And this explores that really well by showing both sides of that argument. Sure. Um, and I think it's, it really is an important movie kind of philosophically in, in that, in that notion. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. It's a really great movie. And uh, I was, I was blown away by it. So uh, it's, it's, it's my top three. It's, it's, my your, top. it's your number three. That, that's what you said. Okay. So it's my number two is what blast. Well, okay. I love this movie. I knew you would like it, Richard. I love jazz music. You love jazz music. Yeah. It, it was like it was like I had chocolate oozing all over yeah. my body when I was music, watching. Yes. I was I like I was like in heaven because <laughs> <laughs> it was a great movie and it was great music. Yeah. And I was watching people perform it too. Yeah. So it wasn't just throw some good songs in a movie and I'll, I'll, I love that. But man, it was just a yeah. joy to watch and a. Gr- the best performance of the year for a male, perhaps, uh, in J.K. Simmons. He's yeah. just, it's a supporting role, but my That's opinion, best, best performance yeah, of the like, year. Yeah, and uh, well deserved. Won. He would have won for best. I actor. heard him on Howard Stern the other day. Yeah, and he got behind this thing. I mean, it was literally a, a student film. This kid, Damien Chazelle. Uh, yeah, I mean, that they did an eighteen-minute. He he came to him and said, "Hey." We do this eighteen-minute thing. If it works, I'll get funding, and we can make this a real right. movie. He ended, he agreed to do it. J.K. Simmons and made the movie. Trusted, you know, the whole process, and here here we are. He's a, he's probably going to win an Oscar. So incredible vision by him to to even want to do it. But what a great movie! My number two of the year, and it was almost number one for me. I, I loved it. So sure. Whiplash is my number two. What yeah. about you? Uh, final scene. Again, I keep saying yeah. it. I've said it a thousand times, I think, already. But that final scene is the best scene of any movie this year. That whole 20 minutes. Well, I mean, the draft <laughs> day draft is split up into a lot yeah. of parts. But if you look I, at that as one. Yeah. I, I should say, of all the movies that were nominated for an Oscar, <laughs> it had the best scene. Yeah. Because draft day clearly was number one. And the Ashes and, scene. And the seven times that Melissa McCarthy fell down and Tammy were also better than anything else I saw yeah. this year. So uh, that's, that's... How dare you? I felt like that was... Uh, maybe uh, went without saying. Anyway, uh, so I love that movie too. Number two for me, we've already mentioned it. I think both of you guys have, is, is Birdman. And uh, I I don't know how many times I'm going to watch that movie again as compared to Grand Budapest or Guardians oh. or any... Uh, a lot of the others on this list. And I... And in some ways, that makes it better. Like I, I don't, I almost don't ever want to have that experience again because yeah. it was such a cool, weird experience. And like sitting and watching it, and then as you start, to, I didn't know that it was all pretty. It was supposed to look like it was one take. I didn't yeah. know that going in. I don't know if you guys did, but yeah. As you know, the how first long did scene, it take you to figure out? It didn't take me long to figure out that's what we that we were doing, tracking shots and all that sort of thing. But the where it hit home of like, okay, this is what this is going to be, where we're not going to do, is when uh, the first scene, right before we meet Edward Norton for the first time, okay. it fades out to like the, the backstage of the production uh-huh. and, uh, or the theater, and the light changes, and then it pans back out, and yeah. Edward Norton's on the set. And it was like, oh, whoa, like that was totally different than yeah. anything I've seen. I'm sure it's been done before in artsy sorts of movies that we don't ever get to see, but I don't think it's ever been done to this level. Well, it, it uh, gives so, it looks so good. It's such a great way to, um, and, and the theater is at the heart of this right. movie, so that's definitely the choice. But it really feels like you're getting to watch a play yeah. with Michael Keaton and Edward Norton yeah. and Emma Stone and Naomi Watts and all these great actors in it. Like it really feels like you're in a Broadway show right. because it's constant yep. and and breathless. And you know, 
when you see live theater, we live in Dallas. Uh, when you see when we get to see live theater, it's oftentimes great, but it's and I love live theater, but it's sure. it's like this the H team, right? Uh, you don't get to see these great film actors do it a lot, and I thought to me that was like one of the yeah. coolest parts. It yeah. was really good. The, the acting is amazing. Uh, Keaton should absolutely get the Oscar, and and we would love that because we're huge fans of Keaton. But he absolutely American Treasure, deserves Michael. it. Let's He's just amazing. let's put it on the record that he was an American Treasure before yes. this came out. <laughs> yes. We didn't just jump on the yeah. Keaton Assange. No, we we we've, we've no. been really enjoying been the, the, the Keaton Assange. We were over the we last it started weeks. Based it off the other guys. <laughs> right. Yes, it started with Need for Speed. Yeah, and, uh, ever since then. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yours is better. Uh, no, I'm sorry, I stepped on your joke. <laughs> the other guys, good grief. Um, He's actually good in that. Come on, he was good in Need for Speed too. He was good in Need for Speed. He's good in everything. It's the best part of Need for Speed. Have you guys ever seen the clip of him and Letterman dancing? That I've sent that to you. I feel like I've seen that. There's this clip from I think it's Mary Tyler Moore. Mary sings. She had like a vaudevillian special in the 70s. So she got all these young kind of like sketch comics and things like that. And it's like Sluzy Kurtz and Michael Keaton and David Letterman and two other people that uh, maybe they went on something. I don't know. But it's great. You can find it on YouTube um, if you just search like Mary Tyler Moore, David Letterman. But it's great because they're fully formed, even though they're only like 23. That's and that Keaton is selling out so hard. And, like, he's such a great performer and he's so good. And Letterman is looking at the camera the whole time like, why am I here? What am I doing? And he's yeah. just, just kind of, like, half-heartedly selling the dance scene. That's great. And he's fully David That's Letterman great. already at that point. And uh, I'll show it to you guys That's when we wrap fantastic. up here. But, uh, yeah, it's on it's on YouTube. If listeners, check that out. It's one of the best videos ever. Very cool. Keaton should get the Oscar. Uh, yeah. Norton's not going to get the Oscar because of – the aforementioned J.K. Simmons, and and that's that's fine. But he was amazing. He's totally yeah. sold out. And and Norton, when he's invested, I've said this before about like Sean Penn. Sean Penn is an actor that if he's invested, I am totally in on him, yeah. and I'm just so stoked about what he's doing. Uh, and and Ed Norton is is that same kind of. He brings that same level of like intensity and the whole meta bit of being a jerk pretentious diva type personality Yale which actor. is what he was for yeah. so many years and is trying to like rehab that uh, that look was so good uh i i love birdman i don't quite understand the detractors uh that that haven't been as high on it regardless uh, it's my number two of the year and and wouldn't be too upset if it if it ended up winning best picture cool what's your number two Richard? my number two is a movie called where are we Oh, yeah. It's Grand Budapest, my number two. Sweet. Okay. So Grand Budapest is number two. Loved it. We already talked about it long enough, but it's it's a great movie. And uh, I, I like I can't wait for Wes Anderson's second movie now. I feel like he's really been reinvigorated post, uh, what's the little kid camp? Moonrise. Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> little Kid Camp. Yeah. I never remember the name of that movie. Sorry. I don't know why. Actually, alternate title was Little Kid Camp, yeah. so <laughs> you're half right. That, that was that was In taken. the foreign markets, yeah. Yeah. But that uh, that principal from Ferris Bueller already made that movie. But, um, okay. Rudy, <laughs> but uh, it's it's wonderful and Ray Fiennes is, is unbelievable. But I uh, can't. We won't. You know, we're going along. Yeah, let's here, go so. with my number one, and I'm going to recap my list uh, for sure. the listener, sure. just to give you a visual. Honorable mentions: Chef and Edge of Tomorrow. Uh-huh. Uh, top ten: Selma, The Lego Movie, Winter Soldier, uh, Inherent Vice, Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Birdman, Grand Budapest, Whiplash, and my number one film of 2014, Boyhood. Boyhood. Great choice. And uh, it's the one. Kind of figured. (laughs) It was the best experience I had in a theater. Uh, I was most probably emotionally invested in it, and it it took my breath away. Mm -hmm. I I, I loved this movie. Uh, 
And it's a masterpiece. It really is. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. It's number one movie of the year. Most unique right. movie I think I've yeah. ever seen. We'll never see anything like that movie again. No, same. And it's so good for our generation and slightly yep. younger. Yep. It's greater for an older generation, too. But for if I say if you're 30 and if under. you live through that. And yeah. you definitely have some of those memories. Right. It, maybe you're not exact. Like, we're older right. than that character. But right. when he was in second grade experiencing that, I was in seventh grade experiencing that and right. things like that. So uh, it's it's great. Elmer Coltrane's wonderful, and then you have these two powerhouse performances of Patricia yeah. Arquette and Ethan Hawke, and I think she's going to win. She's going to win, uh, and she deserves to. And Ethan, Ethan Hawke, Hawke gave should... my favorite performance of the year. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, J.K. Simmons is totally going to win that, and he deserves it. And I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to argue a loaded that category at all. As always, uh, I think Ethan Hawke, Richard Linklater, absolutely a number one. Richard Linklater, that's the one category I will get furious about. If he doesn't win Best Director, yeah. I will quit. Like, I, I'm, I'm going to be angry about that. Uh, he's amazing. Yeah. But I think Ethan Hawke holds that movie together in this really subtle, yeah. small, quiet kind of way that uh, I don't think many actors could do. I and don't you- think many actors could do what he did and be – because that is such – that was my complaint about Patricia Arquette because I think she's great in the movie. But there are times where I felt like she was acting in a movie that is trying so hard to be naturalistic. Yeah. And it's, it's not a knock against her and she's fantastic. She deserves the Oscar, all that sort of stuff. I just think compared to Ethan Hawke, Ethan Hawke nailed that a hundred percent on just being. Yeah. It's going to be sad that Patricia Arquette's the one that gets the Oscar. She's my favorite performance. She deserves it, but Ethan Hawke's not going to get it. Yeah. No, that's a loaded category. He doesn't even have a chance. That's what I'm saying. But she does. That's like, to me, that character of her is like, so, um, it's such a uh, it's like a single mother in that it's yeah. like so um, unheralded and that she's kind of takes care of business and yeah. does it and it's uh, a brave thing she she more than anyone on that uh, you know just by genetics and how women are I mean she just she shows the age and the growth sure. and has kids during the production and she looks different in the beginning and and lets herself really do that and I think she's she's unbelievable in that movie she like uh, she. Like jumped up to twenty five spaces. My favorite sure. actress was watching that. So, so it was a very hyped movie. Mm-hmm. It came out and it exceeded my or exceeded my expectations. Yeah. I I loved Boyhood, and I can't wait to watch it yeah. uh, again. It's so. an interesting year because like I don't think Boyhood is a masterpiece. I think it's a it's a masterwork of just creating a movie because it's such a different experience, and no one will ever be able to. The next person who tries to do that, it will be a knockoff. It will yeah. not work, you know, the same way that this did. I don't think it's perfect. There's a lot. I of, film like, myself over every podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna edit that into a documentary. Yeah. Well, seven people will be really excited. <laughs> yeah, um, but I think it's the anyway. I, I think it's a. To me, it was clearly when I went to make this list. Uh, First of all, go over your list if you're about yeah, to yeah, give yeah. Us your number one. Ten was Godzilla. Nine Lego Movie. Eight Chef. Seven Foxcatcher. Six Wild, five Interstellar, four Guardians, three Grand Budapest, two Birdman, and uh, the number one Boyhood. Um, it's the one. I think, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure that it's better than than Birdman or even Grand Budapest to it on some levels. But when I make these lists, and I've done this every year since like I think 2004, because I don't have friends besides you guys. Um, <laughs> One of the things that I look for when I'm trying to decide, and Dirk. there's not, and Dirk, obviously, hey Dirk, um, <laughs> if there's not like a clear, this is the best movie of the year, uh, I go back to what movie am I going to remember this year for? And there's no question in my mind, 2014, 
when somebody says, hey, 2014 year in film, the first thing that will come to mind is Lucy. Is, is Lucy. Yeah. No, I got you. Uh, is, is Boyhood. What about and, last year? For me, honestly, now you see me. Well, that's, that's weird. Uh, I can't gravity, even remember. Gravity, probably. Oop, gravity. Gravity. Is, my number one for last year, and we can go, go ahead and say that, mine was American Hustle, I believe, last year. Sure. I my, thought it was 12 years. No. Not number one. Oscar pick. It was oh, Oscar, Oscar it, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, my number one oh, my, last year was Mud, which is mine yeah, was her. The different yeah, so kinda, so we had different opinions last year. It's funny we all came. Yeah. To, that's yeah. yeah. What about cool. 2012? Was it mine? Was it, we we did a pot, I think we did a radio show. Django yeah. Unchained was my number Django one. Django was, was three for me. Mine was Zero Dark Thirty, and Argo know. was number two. And it Argo was, was probably my number I went one, back and forth that between that was what I made that decision that year was Zero Dark Thirty Argo. I'm not sure which is better, but I really remember my. Well, was Smurfs too? 2012. So all that said, it is funny that we we uh, this year we're we're all kind of in agreement on a lot. What of was these. your top ten, Richard? So uh, honorable mentions: X Men, Days of Future Past, Captain America: Winter Soldier, and Skeleton Twins. Number ten: Edge of Tomorrow. Number nine: Lego Movie. Number eight: Foxcatcher. Number seven: Citizen Four. Number six: Birdman. Number five: Gone Girl. Number four: Inherent Vice. Number three: Whiplash. Number two: Grand Budapest Hotel. And number one: Boyhood. Wow. All three of us. I didn't think it would end up that way. Yeah, I, I knew I was going to pick Boyhood. I yeah. decided that it was filling in the rest of the top ten was was what was what took me sure. the most time and thought. But I didn't think y'all would. So I we, thought Richards would be. Uh, I thought Richards would be Birdman, and I thought yours, Brian, would be Grand Budapest. So yeah, Grand Budapest jumped. We all had Boyhood, Birdman, Grand Budapest, and Lego Movie on our list. Is that? I think that's. Eh, accurate. Yeah, Richard and I had Whiplash. You did yeah. not. We Ryan. had Foxcatcher. You didn't. Keep. I was the only one with Selma on the list. Yeah, that's that's a little weird. I thought y'all would uh, would have put that higher on the list. Nobody American Sniper. We don't have white guilt like you do. <laughs> no American Sniper on the yeah, list. No. American Sniper is not even close to my. Not list. on the top like, ten. A lot of people not even anywhere close. would say it's the best movie of all time, and those people are wrong. <laughs> oh, hold on. Someone did. There was someone in this room that really hated American Sniper, and I'll I'll, I'll give them the mic. Hold on. <laughs> Clint, mm. please, the chair is super angry about Clint. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was a good year though. It was it a was. good year. I would say, okay, real quick, because I know we have to go here briefly. If you were going to grade 2014, like we grade a movie, yeah, what would you give 2014? This B, is a new. I'd give it a B plus. I think that's about where that's I'd exactly come where in I come into go. because it's like like we said at the beginning. It's I think the average film goer would give it like a C or C plus because there just weren't a lot of yeah. movies that people got excited about. For us, the thing that that killed it for me was like there were weeks at a time where I literally did not want to go to the theater. Like there was just nothing <laughs> out. And then we just got these pockets where everything was getting dumped at us, much like next week will be when we get Seventh Son, Jupiter Ascending and SpongeBob all at one time. So, uh that was a tough that was a tough sell for me. Like there were t- there were periods where I'm just like, gosh, there's literally nothing I want to see. I've either seen the good stuff or it's just stuff that that sucks sure. and I don't want to be there. Um, what about for you, Richard? Grade. Oh, I was going to say B+. Plus. It's so funny you guys say that. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, man, it's been good. It's yeah. been great. It's been a good year uh, with you guys. Once again, you can go back and listen to every episode we did this year at any time for free. Uh, you can always go back to the previous years. Or you can pay us. A, of course you can, <laughs> but uh, we don't charge for those individual right. episodes. They will always be free for the fans. So we hope you enjoy them. I enjoy this. Happy two years, guys. Happy two years Happy to two listeners years. or yes. two weeks or whatever your anniversary exactly. is listening to us. Uh, check out the website once again for the video of this show. We're going to try to do this every once in a while for seminal episodes of the Mad About Movies podcast. 
and all that good stuff. You guys want to do? Are we doing weekly recommends or no this week? Uh, no, no recommend okay. for me personally. If you, you know what I recommend? All these movies, yes. the Mad About Movies podcast. Yes, there you yes. go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but Brian, where can we find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill12. You can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Richard Barden, or if you're lucky, on Chat Roulette. Kent, where can I find you? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison. Find our show on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find our weekly recommends, American Treasures on there. Contact us on there as well. And on that note, guys, until the next year of podcasting, we will yeah. see you at the cinema. Goodbye. See ya. Oh, baby, Maybe I, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs.